0: started recording. We'll try to get this to start right on time. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, here we go.
1: She
2: had a hair like she was six, right? well, oh, no, he wanted to play a little instead. I'm man's a hero! see what Spider-Man number one looks like. Right I look low, Thank Tricia. We now return you to Robin, Boy Wonder.
3: The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite combat. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble! you listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show when you're live. Weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night as the case may be depending on where we are. Or well, I should say where you are in the world. Uh... And uh, if not, you should stick with us. We'll take it up a notch. You have uh, half of the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is the back, the pillar, the strength the Fantastic Four. Our 9 vulnerable brawler and strong man, Moses Magnum.
1: Do you ever think that
3: Thanos has a small penis? I've never once thought about Thanos' penis. Me neither. <laughs> As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor Young. Sometimes they call me Mr. Young. I definitely don't think about They penis. Uh, welcome to Fantastic Forum. I should also mention...
1: It would make sense that it's small, though, right? Why? Because it's all that chip on his shoulder and...
3: the killing and the overcompensating. You know, I really feel like that doesn't come from... Any kind of inferiority complex from for Thanos like I, I i like I honestly think he he believes he's superior and in a lot of ways he is it's unfortunate but true, but you know what I might be a Thanos apologist yeah
1: that that might be something that i if, actually it, was, like. if it was dark side it'd be a different explanation
3: dark side definitely it's a small people. <laughs> Darkside.
1: Oh yeah, because he wears the little booty like s- like skirt too, right? Like
2: mm-hmm.
1: Thanos has to wear pants to strap that bad boy in. And then they have the design
3: for Darkside where it has the arrow that points down to it. Remember? Oh
1: right, yeah. So they
3: know where to look. That guy's trying to get people to like. Yeah, it's like don't... it's right here. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, like you... I'm with I'm with stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I should also uh, mention that we have the one. The only, the indomitable Tiger Claw, with us today. He's helping a stream, and we're, we're certain that he'll be chiming in. I'm surprised he hasn't chimed in already. I feel like Thanos' penis is a topic that Tiger Claw would have yeah. some in-depth knowledge of. For some, yeah,
0: reason. Uh, uh, yeah. About that, what about Hulk? <laughs> when you compare, you, I mean, when you compare, are you when you compare penis size, which of the two has the biggest penis?
1: Hulk or well, I think the Thanos? The Hulk... It's Thanos. Uh, the Hulk grows when he gets angry, so...
3: <laughs> is that what it grows? When he's angry?
1: <laughs> well, no. Everything grows when he's angry. The angry he is.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it's weird that we've gotten this far off so quickly. Uh, I promise you, we do have a great show for you today. Because... Uh, we're going to talk to you about uh, Action Comics 1000. We're going to talk to you about Her Infernal Descent number one. And we're going to talk to you about the Netflix uh, anime A Agretzko, I said it wrong. It's Agretzko, right? Yeah. Bam! Got it on the second try. <laughs> like, nailed it, but after the first time I messed up
1: Did you get to watch it at all or no?
3: I did oh, Okay, good. I did, I watched, yeah. I watched uh, more, more than a few So, okay. you know, definitely talk about All that uh, We'll also bring you the latest In comic book news and of course whatever else You all want to talk about And we'll tell you how it is that you can let us know What it is you want us to be talking about In just a moment But first we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin All Games Radio the All Games Radio Network and of course you all The All Games community for allowing us this time Equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about This medium that we love so much Which are comic books We'd also like to thank our sponsor Jeffrey's Comics, Jeffreys' is LA's in the South Bay's Best comic book store You can Get all your comic book needs met there All you gotta do is give them a call at 310-538-3198 Exactly They'll send comics directly to your door They'll help you in shop They'll order stuff for you if they don't have it there. Just go ahead and give them a call. They'll take care of you. Tell them Fantastic Forum sent you. Um, yeah. So if you want to get down Fantastic Forum, we got a few different ways to do it. We have our Skype line. Skype line's open. If you want to call, download Skype, put Fantastic Forum into your contacts, hit the green button, you will shoot a coveted spot right now. Fourth member of Fantastic Forum. We're counting Tiger Claw. Yay. <laughs> also... Um, we have actually a, a call-in number So uh, If you want to go ahead and you're like I don't like internet phones I just want, Why can't I just like hop on my cell phone and call You can do that uh, That number is 323-250-0720 three, two, three,
1: two, zero, zero,
3: Thanks Mo I'm glad you know I, I'll learn it one day I promise
1: No because then you'll take my job <laughs> I have to build a wall around your
3: house. uh So yeah. So you can do that, or uh, if you're like you know I'm not really into the whole verbal thing, you could totally jump into our chat room, chat.allgames.com, allgames.com/slash/chat, or allgames.com/slash/live. You can jump into chat. Uh, we will and we'll take your comments directly out of a chat, bring them into the show. Um, such as let's see, Hecht, who says, "Fantastic Forum leading the way for comic podcasts," and he also says, Gretzko. I binged the whole thing before work the other day. Went through the whole thing.
2: Yeah,
3: like, I watched the whole thing at work. <laughs> I can imagine. I mean, I I know that uh, it, it was addicting. Uh, yeah, I will say that, but." I don't want to get ahead of ourselves I, I apologize We'll definitely get to all these reviews uh, And of course whatever else you all want to talk about uh, In just a moment I guess First we should just I, I i will say this And I know this is probably something I should hold we Or we should hold For later in the news But I don't think I can hold it Can we talk about the second Venom trailer? <laughs> yeah uh, I figured that would have been a topic today too. So yeah, no, no, it's it's a topic. I just like I need I need to know what you all think. I, I definitely want to hear your thoughts on it, Moses. Uh, but you know, I probably I, ironically enough, because he's here and I know he's he's going to want to say something. I think I'd rather hear from Tiger Claw first, just to kind of put it out there. Give us a baseline, Tiger Claw. I mean, What what do you think about I'm, I'm this so latest ha- Venom trick?
0: I'm so happy that we live in a world right now where we have a Venom movie coming out, and Venom, uh, okay. at, least, at least those last bits at the end of the trailer, Venom looks like Venom. What more can you say?
3: Yeah, there's more. <laughs> there's more that you could say, but I understand where you're coming from. I'm not. I'm not mad at that. I I don't feel like that's an off base opinion. Honestly, I think that there might be more people that kind of feel what Tiger Claw's feeling even amongst people inside of like the the geek community, you Because know? Venom isn't a character that's like I, I Venom's pretty popular. Like people know people know Venom. So and if you've watched a cartoon,
1: you know what Venom is supposed to be, more or less.
3: Exactly. And we've seen Venom in enough iterations, whether it be cartoons. I would hate for your only exposure from Venom to be Spider-Man 3, but that could have been it too. I I even, you know... Who would have
1: thought I would have missed that movie?
0: I mean, (laughs) you know, Venom Venom was... uh, My first exposure to Venom was the animated series, and then I saw him in a couple of video games on the SNES back in the days.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's and that's another one too, right? I mean, well, one of the best Spider-Man video games, in my opinion, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, was basically a game where you could play as Spider-Man and as Venom, right? And, and the other, yeah, wasn't
1: there that uh, greatest
3: Spider-Man game?
1: Ever, I'm talking. I'm saying it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna reveal the second best <laughs> Spider-Man game in Larry's opinion. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and mine is number one. Is Maximum Carnage. Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, I, was, uh, Carnage. I was about to great? say that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that it had a, a great game. It was like... It felt like a, a good arcade game because it just kept getting harder and harder even though it was kind of samey.
2: Yeah.
1: But it was still challenging enough. Plus, I had cameos from like... Just like the comic had like tie-ins with every character yeah. on some level, the game did that too.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and... They have a fucking amazing soundtrack too. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's a crazy green so. jelly up in this beach,
3: <laughs> especially for the era that it came out in. Yeah, you know. So, but yeah, so that's Tiger Claw's opinion. Which, like I said, I feel I think there's a lot of people that feel that way. They might even be the majority of like the geek community might might echo Tiger Claw's sentiments.
1: What I you, know. Um, Todd McFarlane is taking a poll. Um, get your mind out the gutter. Um <laughs> but right now it's at 85% people are excited for Venom movie, 15% aren't. And I'm happy to be part of that 15%. Right.
3: So so you saw the second trailer, Moses. You, yeah. you Venom in it. What was it about it that, that you didn't like?
1: Well, first of all, I wanna know what the fuck a symbiote is.
3: <laughs> a symbiote. Don't you have to understand pronounce Moses it. she's Algerian. Algerian. How not Algerian? No, I'm, said she's Algerian. Like, nobody said that. Nobody yeah. said that. <laughs> Like, like <laughs> Moses she's not Algerian No. I it, it was really weird 'cause like I was watching it and I was like like it made me cringe as soon as she said it, which I'm just like, try, like I'm just getting to the point where I can hear Thanos and not like be like, uh, I still, they'll, they'll,
1: they'll... I, every time somebody says it, even every time somebody says it, first of all, is somebody that I feel isn't worthy to know anything about Thanos, and it just makes me cringe even more. You know, and, you but know then what? when I hear fucking Rob Liefeld say it when he gets his little blind box toy and gets Thanos and he screams out, Thanos, I'm like, man, get the fuck out pre- of I'm pretty
0: Instagram. sure. I'm pretty sure they'll fix that in post production. All they have to do is a little bit of ADR and then they'll pronounce it correctly.
1: The damage is done. That see to here you know, we're still on my my opinion of the trailer. So her saying symbiote, which is something you learn in third grade biology, uh, you know, you know what symbiosis is with bacterium and all this shit. (laughs) Um that was my major in third grade is shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I ever talked about. Um, but the fact that they can't... A, a script a script writer writes symbiote. A director films her do... Maybe do about five takes, at least, explaining what it is, a symbiote. Uh, a researcher production assistant probably read the comic and says okay this thing is called a symbiote but he goes a symbiote you know and it's like this is a symbiote like so many people saw that and then they got on the trailer that she calls a symbiote a fucking symbiote and that is telling of the amount of research they took into getting to know Venom and to try to make a Venom movie as you can tell, I saw the trailer. I didn't know it was Venom until the end when he says, "We are Venom." Everything I saw to me was just a commercial for the next Prototype game.
3: Yeah, it reminded me of Prototype as it's well. It's like
1: exactly like the remember yeah. we were at E3 and watched that that intro for Prototype Two. Yeah, like it was that. Yeah, they have no business calling it. In fact, I'm willing to bet it probably was going to be a Prototype movie.
3: And then they just say, you know what, let's just make this venom (laughs) That would be That would be really wild And would explain so much (laughs) The prophet, I've been anointed By Saint Jim Beam
1: And I'm making that Prophecy The prophet Moses has spoken I'm 98% sure That That's what happened Mo- the other two percent I- isn't sure because that's the part of my brain that isn't here right now. It's being quieted by alcohol.
3: <laughs> Mostradus. Damas. There it is. But the, I, I will tell you, I mean, that was the first thought that came into my head watching this second trailer. You know, because I was just like, that's that's prototype. That's pro and don't get me wrong, prototype is cool as hell. Like I I, I really dug those games. Yeah, they're and, good games. It, and it is it is a, a symbiote. Yeah, in that game uh, Sy- 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 symbiote <laughs> and you know it's like there's no way that somebody would have been able to come up with the concept of prototype I believe unless there was a Venom first so you know I'm not as like it's not like that I'm trying to like say oh Venom is jocking prototype style or anything it's just that the way that they chose to or they choose to use the symbiote in prototype is its own thing, I think in in a way to kind of distinguish itself from a venom because you know I mean I'm sure the people that that made and created that story in that game know that that you know venom is a thing, and it they do a good job of making uh this a similar concept feel completely different, but That was the unfortunate part because It felt more like prototype than it does Venom except for The scene you see at the very end
1: Um I I could be wrong But Um I thought I heard a second Voice for the symbiote In the trailer Oh more
3: like There was a voice in his head right
1: Yeah But I don't, I mean, like I said, I don't know if, maybe it was in his head, maybe not. I don't know, it's, the whole shit sucks, but what the (laughs) fuck, like, really, like, what the fuck do I expect, you know, they couldn't get Spider-Man right with Marvel doing it.
3: How do I expect Sony by itself to do it? You know what I mean? I saw a comment online where somebody, you know, pe- somebody was making a, a, a comment about Venom and they were like, you know, it's weird that you do a Venom movie without Spider Man. And I saw literally saw somebody say, You don't need Spider Man to do Venom. And I'm just fucking like fucking ridiculous. I was like, who who like how does somebody even believe that? Like I Well a- you don't know these people personally, right? No, no. Okay, no.
1: good. I hope that second comment gets hit by a bus.
3: <laughs> oh, we don't want to wish ill will on people. But I feel it was one of those things. Where <laughs> Look, I mean, you, like... you couldn't even finish that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was one of those things where it was like, it felt like Christianity without Jesus. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, I mean, I'm not saying, you know. It, nobody.
1: It's, it's Star Wars without Obi-Wan.
3: It's a new hope without Obi-Wan. Like, it's... you can't have that. I, I don't... I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like... Look, it, I'm having of it, but you can't mess around and
1: say it's the same thing. I'm having a whole problem with Venom in general right now because everything is be- Venomized, Venomverse, yeah. and, you know, we're getting all these things, and it's like, you know, Ven... <sighs> Alright, so... Venom has taken on a Spider Man esque quality because he was attached to Peter. Right? Shouldn't he change with the host?
3: I mean, because I would say so. Not like, the, uh, he did, the Peter, Peter
1: Parker. With Matt Gargan, he still retained the Venom, like Spider Man analog thing, but when Matt Gargan would kind of take over, he would be more of a scorpion monster. Right. You know, and it had the prehensile tail and everything. Right. I thought that was cool. After that, I mean, when we, when we were in that new Venom book where the guy's bad, but the symbi- symbiote is good. <laughs> um, like... He still retained those Spider-Man qualities even after he cuz you know the symbiote was supposedly like mentally ill or something from being separated from the hive mind like right after it was cured it should have kind of taken on its own identity but it still kept that spider on it like and then now everybody that gets it like if Wolverine gets a symbiote it shouldn't have anything to do with spiders
3: like you know what i mean yeah no i know i know exactly what you mean like the, and the I- aesthetic of it should be something that comes from wolverine right not more not a spider or a venom version like
1: look at carnage you know like carnage don't look like no spider-man like aesthetically you know because of the body type and everything it looks like spider-man a little bit and then the eyes it looks like it came from venom but that's what it took like the eyes and mouth i feel is what it took from its predecessor which was a spawn of venom right and then, but everything else is just like it's just a horrific blood monster, which yeah. is like it what it became after going into the bloodstream instead of bonding to the skin cells. Right.
3: Real quick. Real quick. Aside. Are you reading Amazing right now? No, dude, you have to get on this Red Goblin tip. Yeah. Okay. I know. Continue. Sorry. Um. I. I. I need a. I need
1: like. Uh, I need like a good. Thirty six hours.
3: Just to read comics.
1: <laughs> well, just to be like in the in a, like I almost wanted to lock myself in a storage unit with a couple blunts and like a ton of comics. I, I've actually been buying trade paperbacks that I've only read like five pages of. Oh wow. Because it's like the timing is like I don't know, I, I, I feel like I I don't even need like forty eight hours. I think like thirty six hours would do it. Yeah. Like, just to kind of... And that's without trying to play games. Like, right, right. That's just to kind of read, and, and I want to get my Heavy Metal podcast up and running, and... Yeah. It's a whole thing.
2: Yeah. But, uh, yeah. There's no time. supposed
0: to borrow from the story Lethal Protector, and... One of you guys read that it, one, right?
1: Look, it's borrowing from my dick.
3: <laughs>
1: Which, incidentally
3: bigger than thanos and dark sides a lot yeah. of people know that about mo
1: it's the it is the anti-life equation
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh geez okay sorry continue so many titles for this episode exactly, <laughs> exactly. um the look protector like i, mean, I already like, see what it borrowed from it though you said you already seen yeah, like I can tell already what it borrowed from it. Oh what what is it? That it takes place in San Francisco.
3: Oh yeah. dude, I was sitting here like I don't know what it you know, I, I like I don't see the lethal protector uh uh parallels at all. And yeah. that's but if yeah you're right. That it was in
1: San Francisco.
3: And if that's what it is, then yeah, you're welcome, I guess. I don't know. It's like thanks, that's Well, so. if that's what it is, it's thanks for nothing. <laughs>
1: I mean if they at this point if they want to impress me there's going to be a
3: dreaming celestial in a dreaming celestial in San Francisco. Here here's the saddest part about the whole trailer for me personally is from the trailer that I saw there's nothing that disputes the narrative that you're not going to see Venom until the third act. Like, you know, like We might get 20 raw minutes of Venom and that's it. And I'm not saying that, you know, obviously I don't know that for fact, but that was the rumor floating around and the way that that trailer kind of presented the the story or presented the movie that you're going to see, that feels right. Like instead of it being the other way around where it's like maybe you have 20 minutes of getting to Venom or 30 minutes of getting to Venom and then you have Venom, you know, peppered through the movie for the next, you know, however amount amount of time, hour, you know, hour, ten minutes. It's like it feels like we're just gonna get venom yeah, at the very end. Yeah, I can
0: totally see I can yeah, I can totally see that.
3: And then before that we're getting prototype.
0: I I can totally see that the whole movie is is a gradual build up to a full Venom during the third act because you can see from the trailer when uh, Eddie Brock is getting those powers and he's using them little by little mostly by accident
3: yeah but and I don't know like that to me that proves
1: Larry's point
3: yeah that feels like a a failure like or I should say failure I should say that's not the kind of Venom movie that I would want to see that's what I'll say as far but who knows the masses might love that they might Look, be like, that's what w- a Venom movie should be. I wish Joe was here because really
1: what a Venom movie should be, for me, it would take a whole trilogy. You gotta have Peter getting it. And at this point, I'm happy he got it from a Flying Rock in part three. Like, yeah, we you know, we could do Secret Wars for but that's gonna take another ten years of Marvel Studios putting it together. <laughs> and Banner Put making you know Banner Procuring it for him um, But as long as I get you know The scene where he's like Okay I'm enjoying the whole powers Like oh augmented powers Like enough already what I have Plus more and then him Kind of getting a little unhinged You know and yeah. then The second movie would be Like the Duke, But with Fucking the symbiote attacking Peter in his own mind, psychosis kind of thing. And then the third one would be like Venom versus Peter.
3: All out, mano y mano. Oh, you're talking about three Spider-Man movies. <laughs> right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about three Venom movies. Oh no, nah,
1: man, if I'm going to see three Venom movies, if I'm going to see one Venom movie, it, it, look, the only movie where I could see Venom without having Spider-Man in it is fucking Agent Venom.
3: Yeah, and then they just, like, all that happened off screen.
1: Right, they could just, you know, it, it's a, you, yeah. look, they could get the Indian guy from Homecoming. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude. Like, it's like I don't
1: know how he would go to fight in Afghanistan and lose his legs. Like, they'd welcome him and be like, hey, hey, here, strap this on, you know? Maybe oh. that's how he got his, bon- his legs blown off. They mistook him as one of their own. Oh, wow. But, hey, it wasn't my fault. I didn't want a, a, a Punjabi a Flash Thompson, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just saying, like. I that's 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 agree. good writing. That's that's like it's, it, you know they they thought about the future when they casted that. Now they did. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a failed suicide bomb attempt, and he lost his legs. Yeah. What's a no. uh, mistaken identity like. to add that hilarity to? Ensue. Venom.
3: Venom has none. It's just a oh, jury gallery, like that. Like you mean like police? No, like, I mean, <laughs> I mean villains that other chilled? villains that he's Venom not a hero.
1: Gone. Yeah. I- that's the whole thing Tiger Claw. The, the trailer said anti-hero and then everything that the trailer shows is him being a hero yeah. which is not characteristic to to Eddie Brock, is yeah. not characteristic to Venom and it says anti-hero and then he's not acting like an anti-hero like he literally like looks into reflection and tells the symbiote to only hurt bad people. Like that's hero. Like why are you putting anti-hero
3: on it? Why? Cuz he wears black? Fuck that. Well, I guess the idea is like you know, you shouldn't be trying to hurt people, period. You just try to stop them, but I don't know.
1: It doesn't matter. That's, leave that to Superman. Yeah, I, but I'll tell you... Uh, yeah, like, like, Eddie Brock is supposed to have a warped sense of who deserves It's like the
3: Punisher, you know? Oh, absolutely. I'm, like, look, perfect. And, and, you know, it's interesting, because I'm just like, man, like... I don't get an Eddie Brock vibe from this guy at all. Like, there's nothing about him that... Like I, I get that. Okay, yeah, you may not find a guy that looks like Eddie Brock unless you like cast like Brock Lesnar, right? Like that's the only dude I know that looks like Eddie Look, Brock.
1: You might not even have to go that far. Like you just get a blonde dude that lifts a little. Like at this point, I'm happy if he has a six pack. You know what I mean? But like I mean, a dude like that kind of takes out his frustrations out at the gym,
3: right? But I want I you know I want a bodybuilder type frame cuz that's what makes venom venom to me and you know th- like it looks like they're going to give they're going to make the symbiote like actual the buff, Ven- the buff one right a bigger a bigger venom so that's good
1: but that's stupid that's like that's what you got in, in part 3 like you had skinny ass Topher grace like this motherfucker could like he got wedgies from peter parker he looks like you know what i
2: mean
1: yeah, yeah. He, like he He lasted eight years on the sitcom where he got wedgies from his love interest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and then, then, you know, Venom takes over and he's all big and buff.
3: Fuck that. He's not even that buff. That's the messed up part. Like he was a bigger, he's bigger than Spider-Man, but spider Man's not that big frame wise. So it's just like, you know, I mean, he was a little bit chunkier, but, you know, we never got like that, that hulking kind of Venom. Yeah. Like they're trying to do that. But, you know, that brings me to to the other thing that disappointed me with the trailer is that the design of Venom w- while like, you know, you point this out, Mo, and you're absolutely right where while it was kind of true to the initial appearance of Venom, like the the first like appearance, I feel like the classic version of Venom that, you know, people that are like have been fans of the character for a long time Kind of Kind of uh, Resonate with them Is like McFarlane Gone Wild version of Venom Where he's almost right. like a demon. Like you know right? Where, and that's like That's where, the version like, of Venom that I was hoping
1: to see And here's the thing So that original thing I told you Was that okay it's an ugly looking Venom Like that's his first appearance He's ugly looking But you look at that picture, that's retarded, that ain't gonna scare nobody, you know, you look, you you type in Google right now, hey, Google, or hey Siri, find me a venom tattoo, and you look at the image search, what are you getting, you're getting a big ass head with a, with a sticking out jaw, with a chin of fucking teeth, green fucking saliva, and this is the creepy part of venom. I don't know if you ever noticed this Larry, but for me the shit that creeped me out was the brightness of the pink in his tongue and his fucking gums. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah. that that's the shit that's the shit that makes him feel more more tangible, more real cuz right. he's got features that I got. Right. You know what I mean? Found right. of a bunch
0: of venom tattoos.
3: Oh yeah it says there you go. 60, it the 60
0: venom tattoo designs for men
1: and i can i'm not i just clicked it on and it's loading but i can bet that none of those
3: are are that initial appearance of nah, venom <laughs> absolutely not it's it's the it's mcfarlane like when he was like in his groove and is like you know like this fool looks like an animal right and it's like that's that's the venom that it's like I, a gorilla, like, like a fucking baboon that'll tear your fucking face off,
1: right? And for the fun of it, just because you made eye contact.
3: Oh, <laughs> man, the first one is amazing. Like <laughs> the first, the first where I don't. What part of the body is that even on? I can't it see art? it right now, but oh, jeez. But like the the first one, like literally proves the point that we're making right now, where it's like. If you're talking about Venom Or like I, I guess the header It's not even like Yeah but That's that's amazing That like that's how you know the internet Is is like something else where you can literally Like Do a search For Venom tattoos Specifically <laughs> And they'll be like here's 60
1: Well I know cause I, I wanted to I wanted to get one at one point
3: Oh yeah Yeah I can see that. Venom, Venom is that kind of character where it's like he's worthy of the tattoo. Oh yeah, and it looks like a calf. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah, or shin. Okay. Deadpool Venom. The guy has like one here, Venom ripping out of his chest. Yeah. None of these. None of these tattoos. The the closest one to the original design is the one that's the Deadpool Venom. Yeah. That's because. It's a crappy because, uh, artist <laughs> Well At the same time I could totally see Like a, a venom pool Might not have the giant Jaw because it, it, it Messes with The character I mean, design a little
1: We have venom pool right now
3: Like what does it look uh, like I don't know I, ha- I haven't read Venomized Yeah man It's but,
1: got a big ass jaw
3: yeah, It's unfortunate man Cause I feel like it's just one of those things Where it's like it just feels like a missed opportunity Like
1: that tongue on that venom pool Looks shitty
3: Yeah it's not great He does not have what it takes to be ink master uh, <laughs> But yeah all of them Are this friggin giant jawed Monster yeah. of like all of these tattoos
1: Like the the one I wanted to get Was What is it Oh fuck Was a Spider Man twenty nine? Where Venom is holding the skull, and it's a Spider Man masked skull.
2: Oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That was a shit. Yeah, Yeah. it's a good. That's a good uh, pick. And yeah, that'd be a great tattoo. So you know that's, but that that is definitely the other part of it that disappointed me, and so I'm just like, wow, like I don't know, like there there was definitely. A way that they probably could have done it. Um, You just got to think Xenomorph, you know? Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. That's really what he is. He's like a force of nature that is terrifying to go up to face to face. The the one they showed in the trailer looks retarded.
2: Yeah,
3: he he looks like he's actually smiling. Right, and I'm sure somebody will be like, "Oh, we took it back to its roots." Nah. Like, okay. They would have said that by pronouncing symbiote right, <laughs> right. So, I mean, and hey, it is what it is. I, I I can't even at this point say like, oh, I'm not gonna go see it or anything like that because I don't know that I feel that way. I'm not gonna see it. I, I believe you. I believe you. I have no
1: reason to see it. I I fucking hate Tom Hardy. Like he's a fucking douche. Why do you hate Tom Hardy? He looks like a fucking douche. He sounds like a fucking douche. His voice in this fucking Venom trailer, he looks like he's doing a Terrence Howard impersonation. It is a little strange. It's stupid. It's like raspy and soft. And it's like, look, that's... Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. (laughs) It's probably from deep-throating all that cock.
3: Whoa. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) And then, you know, I tried to watch his TV show. What was it? Babe, what was Babe? Oh she can't hear me. She's watching me. uh was it RuPaul's Drag Race Un uncu- Untucked?
3: <laughs> is it really called Untucked?
1: Yeah, it's the behind the scenes stuff. Oh geez. In between segments. Wow. I don't like it. It gets too real.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but uh yeah. Uh, yeah, he had a TV show on FX, and it was it was terrible. He was terrorizing his sister. I think he fucked her when she was little. And I'm like, yeah, I don't need to watch this shit. Uh, he, his 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 bane sucked.
3: His bangs. Bane. Oh, his bane. Yeah, yeah. No, B E B A N E. Yeah, no, his bane was terrible. I thought you, I thought you were talking about his
1: hairstyle. Yeah, the uh, well, his hairstyle's shitty too. <laughs> it's like faux, so like oh yeah, I want to be in the military, but I can't make it. <laughs> like,
3: yeah. Oh jeez.
1: So um, yeah, fuck him. I'm not watching it. And then, what else did I have to say
3: about him that was shitty? I think that's it. Yeah, fuck him. I'm not watching. It. I wonder. I wonder what Todd McFarlane thinks. Like he probably is not. He just- loves it. He's getting royalties from it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he likes it. That just means that he's oh, what? Like, look, he's not gonna talk shit about it. Well, no, I'm I'm not saying he should. Like that would be dumb. What I'm saying is I wonder what he thinks. Like you know what
1: I I want to know what Eric Larson thinks. Because Eric Larson don't give a fuck. That's true. Although he probably won't say it on the air anymore. Yeah.
3: Look, I feel like Eric Larson gets enough flack as is. Like this we might be his only outlet. This don't yeah. won't get abused if he says what he wants. <laughs> uh, Big man is in chat. He says Moses says he won't go see Venom and will end up loving it. No, nah, I, I
1: look. I can safely say this is one of the movies That's not going to prove me wrong. Um, only because it's it's too far removed. Like we're already getting good, you know. It used to be we, we, you know, we were excited about shows like The Cape because, yeah. it's like, wow, it's a good super. But we're getting good superhero shit. We're getting good, you know. Venom isn't a superhero; It's an anti-hero shit. Guess what? I got a whole Netflix line of good antihero shit. Even yeah. the bad shit is good, you know. Um, I think that's probably like one of the the bad parts of Iron Fist was they're trying to. He's the only one that would be the actual hero, but his show like. Flow and and tone was more like the antihero. Yeah, but that's a whole other show. Like I don't want to get into that.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So yeah, like we got good. You know, I. I the, you know what? I'm not clamoring for an ordinary family, uh, revival because I got enough good superhero media.
3: <laughs> <You> no <Nope. know? laughs> like, family revival. That's yeah, yeah, it, yeah.
1: It's like you know when when ordinary family came out. Guess what? That shit was amazing. Yeah, because it's like it's superheroes that do su- that act like cool superheroes that I've seen in the past. Right. And uh,
3: yeah. Right. That is that speaking is of,
1: speaking of superheroes acting like superheroes we've seen in the past. Larry, do you mind if we jump into the Action Comics 1000 unless you have something oh. else to oh, say it. about Venom?
3: A good, good segue. Let's do it.
1: Sorry, I I, I couldn't miss that segue. Uh, Action Comics 1000 just came out.
3: Yeah, so Action Comics 1000. It's eighty. The celebrating eighty years of Superman. Uh, the first comic in history, or first ongoing comic book in history, to read to reach 1000 issues. Uh, that in and of itself is an amazing milestone. Yeah, and you know it's it's like it's funny because. It's the type of thing where and I've seen multiple people say this on social media where they're like like when they were reading action comics they would like calculate how old they would be when like issue 1000 would come out. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I mean that's like as a comic book reader that was the type of thing that you would do with your book sometimes and you know, it's like the the funny thing is I I really do feel like many of us weren't even like trying to think about 1,000 just because it was so far like, you know, it's like one of those things that you kind of do but you're like, eh, no I like, I think few of us were like, oh, that's really gonna happen, you know, they're like, they'll renumber it they'll do whatever else, you know, they're just not gonna do 1,000, like, I think most of us were like, you know, 500 was amazing even though there's a number of books that have reached 500 at this point, but Action Comics 1,000 man, like it's it's really interesting because it's definitely its own love letter to Superman with some of like the top creators that have uh, been a part of the Superman mythos uh, throughout throughout the years, um, Dan Jergens is in here. Uh, Look,
1: I think I only read the Jan-
3: Dan Jergens part. You only read you only read that the Dan Jergens. I one? didn't
1: get to finish it, man.
3: Oh, dude! There's some some other. Oh I'm man, sure. like, you
1: lost so, the big. Be- I just texted him because I do want to get his uh, his take on it. Hopefully, he did read it. Yeah. So, and hopefully, he's not like crushing some pussy right now. So he
3: actually gets my my text. <laughs> right, because that's what I was doing right now.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, but uh, I read it
0: because of Jurgen's name, th- so, I don't know what. Well, look, that's
1: a whole. That's the whole thing. Like so. The first story was Dan Juergens right
3: Yeah Dan Juergens kicked it off Which you know and and It felt like that was The appropriate decision in a lot of Ways
1: oh yeah he's the modern Father of Superman Yeah Uh, like I You know one of my favorite books was Fuck It was maybe I can find It up Tiger Claw You're you're listening Find me I think it's a Superman where it, it's Superman on the cover. It's all white, and he's he has Plastic Man wrapped around him. Please. I need to know what number that is. Because fine. when I read that book, I, I, I feel I, I'm almost... I know the artist was Dan Juergens. Even if if it's just a cover, I know it's Dan Juergens. But um, that comic book was like, it was just out of nowhere. My stepdad, you know, trying to bond with me, got me a bunch of random comics. And uh, I was 12 at the time. Uh, No, I think I was 11. Okay. And uh, he had just come back, you know, trying to get back with my mom, and I wasn't happy about it, but to buy my trust, he brought me comics, and that was the first comic on the pile, Okay, and it was just random, it was like an in-between issue between story arcs of just Superman dealing with fucking Plastic Man, and the shit was great. It was just a fun superhero comic book Mm -hmm. with a little bit of, of comedy in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that first story with Dan Jurgens, I don't think I even finished it, really. I got to the part where he was talking to, to Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And just, just the part where people are giving their testimonials of Superman saving them and changing their lives and affecting their lives. And then Superman trying to protect the universe from some shit. And yeah. then finding out that some, that they were trying to hide it from him so that he could enjoy. Not so much enjoy the the adoration of the people but more like be there for the people that are choosing to you know for all intents and purposes worship him (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, was like you know you know what this is this you need this they need this like we got this other thing right and you know going into this comic like you know, I, I'm not a big fan of DC. I don't like how they've been changing shit and I don't like how they deal with Alan Moore shit and I don't like how they deal with shit that I like in this new modern era. Yeah, yeah. But this first story felt like fucking Zack Snyder should've hired Dan Juergens as a motherfucking consultant on his fucking yeah. shit movies. Yeah. Because that tone right. of Superman just like he didn't even kill the Coons. That's what they were called, right?
3: You no, know, they're not called the
1: coons. What are you talking about? But, what, the aliens <laughs> that we're trying to attack, like oh.
3: who were they called? They're the uh what are they the the friggin' um the the cu- the kund, the kund. Oh,
1: oh, kunts. So he didn't want to kill the cunts. <laughs> so <laughs>
3: We have an explicit tag, ladies and gentlemen. We're sorry. But yeah, we gotta put that on the site, don't we? No.
1: Well it it, it it's always on there. But yeah, it's like I didn't want to say cunt, so I said coons, but then I heard that out loud for the first time and it sounded yeah. weird too, so Yeah and the cunts. Well, it's K H U N D S, right? It, yeah, yeah. So the, like, our our, our...
3: K H U U N D and then you know, I guess plural has added Okay, that.
1: so so um, our the Middle Eastern fans will understand when I say Huns. Okay. But yeah, the Huns, the like he didn't even kill them, like they're firing at them and shit, and at first I thought it was like a lost ship that was trying to find its way and they didn't understand them. But that made it even better because they're shooting at them and everything, and all he does is find the portal they came through and just sends them back. Right. You know, like he could have obliterated every last one of them. Right. Of those Huns. And, um, yeah, it's like that's what Superman does, you know, like that you know Zack Snyder, you filled two movies, Read a fucking comic from nineteen
3: ninety five yeah man and 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 you're right, like I mean i we we all know that um um that when when you get a story from Jurgens, like you're gonna get classic. Superman stuff. I mean, it is like you're never going to the the story could be like, you know, a bit of a throwback and some people might even call it a little hokey uh depending on what your tastes are, but what you're never going to do is is say it didn't feel like Superman. Right. right. It always feels like Superman. And and that's you know, something that we are looking for in this day and age cuz not everything does feel like Superman.
1: Nah, man. I mean, and that's why I think like Man of Steel and, and even uh, Batman versus Superman resonate now because we are living in the upside down. We are in the, the negaverse. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah.
1: We, you know, we were hoping for an old, crotchety, wrinkled-ass cunt president, but then we got a whole different wrinkled-ass, blonde
3: cunt president. You know? <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I, I'll tell you though Like I mean there's a lot of people that That Contributed to Action Comics 1000 There's uh let's see One two Three four five six Seven eight nine Ten different stories Uh with all, all of which Have their own teams Of, of writers And artists Um Oz just hit me real quick. How uh-huh, would he say?
1: He said, The cover looks goofy. Haven't read the book yet. Hashtag notmyjurgens.
3: I see. Now, I don't know what cover he got. I know the cover that I got is the Jim Lee cover.
1: Yeah, that one looks goofy. It, it doesn't look like Jim Lee cover. What are you
2: talking about? What looks look, goofy about
1: it? It looks stupid. Like, I was already judging it on his cover when I saw it. Like, that's the one where he's standing, right? Like, with the, yeah. I think the Daily Planet behind him.
3: Yeah, with his hands on his hips. What,
1: what yeah. Looks- no, that looks stupid. Like that's not Jim Lee. Like he he phoned that in. Like, um, you look you look at the cover for Superman for all seasons and look at that cover and tell me which one
3: is Jim Lee. I mean, I'm sure that the the cover as long as Jim Lee did the For all seasons one, they probably both look like Jim Lee. No,
1: but but look. If if nobody told you who drew the cover and they had to pick which one did for all seasons, Tiger Claw, put it in chat. Uh, Insta poll the cover, but
0: what <laughs> looks I'm in trouble Because I type no, in well, Superman, the... Plastic Man, cover, and oh, I, that... <laughs> and the image oh. doesn't come up with that said
1: pick okay. that you
0: wanted. Look, I'll handle that one. You look up.
1: Action Comics 1000 Jim Lee cover and then Superman for all seasons cover. Action. And put both of those in chat. I want to hear Comics. what chat thinks about those.
0: Action, wait, let me see. Action Comics 1000, 1000 cover. You know how to
3: spell 1000, right? Of course. <laughs> wait, so so there's a Jim Lee cover for Superman for all seasons? I mean, it was
1: him and Brian Azzarello drawing it.
3: Like, Brian oh. Azzarello.
1: Wrote it and he drew it.
3: No, no, that's uh, that's not for all seasons, right? The for all seasons is ah
1: uh, for tomorrow. Yes. Sorry, yes. Superman for tomorrow.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, for then, all seasons, the Tim they're, Sale There appears right. yeah. to be
0: like four different covers of Action Comics One Thousand.
1: So the one where he has uh. Oh. He has the Daily Planet behind him and his hands are on his hip.
0: Okay, let me see. Yeah, it might be... It has to be one of these. Uh, okay, I have a... I'll, I'll, I'll post i I'll get a link to the image. Hopefully, it's this one. I'm going to post it in the Skype. Oh, account. I see. Is it no, Matt? but
1: put it in chat. I want the audience... Oh, wait. Yeah, let me click on it.
3: That's... Superman two hundred four that you're talking about, right? For the for tomorrow, the one with him with the cape bellowing to the side of him. Yeah, yeah. No, that's an amazing cover. I can't, I can't look. I can't knock it. Like I can't mess around and be like, oh, which one is better, Larry? No, no. That that is a better one. No question.
1: But that's what I'm used to when I see Jim Lee. Like I'm talking about Batman six hundred eight. You know what I mean? Yeah, but this this is Jim Lee like drawing it out of TGI Fridays on a napkin <laughs> with the kids' menu
3: crayons, you know? I mean, look, don't don't get me wrong. I I will I can definitely concede to you that this uh Superman two oh four cover is a better cover than the one for one thousand. At the same time Keeping in mind, like think about all the covers that Jim has done for Superman. I'm sure he's trying just not to do the same thing he's done. Nope. And I, you know, I don't don't think I don't like he could have totally he could have totally just redrew this. And I'm sure that if if you had said to him, "Would I have preferred this to be the cover of 1000, and maybe put this one, the what I did for 1000 on the cover of Superman?" 204 sure but he didn't draw that then like you know this this is what he drew then so I don't you know I, yeah it's like like the cover the cover for 205 is amazing too like don't get me good. wrong it, it's not good for a 1000 but it's a kick butt Superman picture like I, I don't know man like I can't I can't I don't look at the cover for 1000 and feel like that's bad work. It's not like I don't feel like this is phoned in Jim Lee. I just feel like it's Jim Lee that's done a friggin' million Superman covers and he's just like, well, what do I have left? Like, (laughs) you know, like what what haven't I done? It's like, I guess I have to go with the classic pose.
1: I don't know, man. All I know is any of his. Like Wildcats covers are better than this one.
3: <laughs> it's, let's see, I guess, the, here's the thing it's like, I yeah, it, 205 is good. Yeah, yeah. It, if you compare it one to one, then yeah, that's the better cover. But if you look at this on its own, this is an amazing Superman It's not Jim Lee. See, I don't, I don't, this
1: I, is, like, this could, this could have been a Jurgens cover.
3: No, yeah, no. a Jergen's cover wouldn't look this good, and that's the whole thing. Like J- Jim Lee is the Jay Z of friggin' comic artists. You know what I'm saying? Like you just compare Jim Lee to Jim Lee. You don't compare Jim Lee to other people. Like that's how you mess around and make other people look silly. <laughs> you know? No, I'm comparing it to himself. No, I I agree, and that's but 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 the fact that you're comparing it to himself. You, you, uh, that's like a recognition of how of how great he is. Well, compare this to Darkness Thirty Seven. I mean, is did Jim Lee do that?
1: No, but Darkness Thirty Seven, I'm willing to bet, was a better cover than this one.
3: I don't know, like like, like the Darkness.
1: Yeah, the, ba- the not the band, the the comic. Okay.
3: Look, let's see. I don't know. Like i like, I don't
1: even know who did. I think Darkness Thirty Seven. I think was Joe Benitez. Nah, Dark- sure.
3: Maybe Dark- Plate
1: and Crane. Darkness. Maybe Clayton Cream.
3: Darkness Thirty Seven is not a better cover. It is. Uh, who is that? I'm trying to look at the signature. It's one of those wild ones. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not a. It's not a bad cover, but No Darkness is not doing it. Not 37. Yeah. Oh,
1: it had to have been Randy Green, huh?
3: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But yeah. That's like I, yeah. Like nobody, nobody is, you know, like nobody would knock Dan Jurgens, especially considering again, like how we said, like, you know, this guy, I mean, even in this in this action one thousand, he wrote and drew his story. Yeah, I was a little like uh, when
1: I saw that cover, and then I had to read it, and it was like Dan Jurgens, and then it's like that to me. It was Dan Jurgens doing like New Fifty Two shit or Rebirth shit. I'm like, man, fuck this shit. I don't want to read this shit. I was like, angry. I'm like, I don't want to read this shit for the shit show. Like, but you know, four was, or five pages in, I was like, man, yeah. Why right. wasn't why Why wasn't this New Fifty Two Superman? Right.
3: You know? <laughs> right. Right. And so, you know I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't knock it I'm not knocking the cover And there's plenty of stories in here That are worth people's while Like some really amazing stories But uh, real quick, we do have a caller Caller, tell the people who you are Where you're calling from And what you want to talk about Hi, I'm Hecht
4: Calling from the Fortress of Solitude <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, I want to talk about Superman He's great Yeah, Hecht Except that like, Jim Lee one. You say what? Except that Jim Lee one. You don't want to talk about that Jim Lee cover?
4: Nah, it, it, I didn't see it before, and seeing it now, it, it's kind of ass.
3: Really? Look, you're looking at that cover. You think that's a bad picture of super Bowl? Did you Come see pit.
1: the? Did you see the the
3: Four Tomorrow cover?
1: No, for two four? I did not. Do yourself a but. favor. Get yourself some Jergens hand lotion.
2: Oh, <laughs>
1: and uh you know that that superman 204 action comic or superman
4: 204
3: and 205 <laughs> No they're
4: let me, they're. Amazing. Let me check this out real quick. They're superman amazing. 204
2: 204
4: and 205? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm just comparing to the other Action Comics 1000 covers. Oh, that cover? Yeah, that's a fucking great cover. Yeah. <laughs> That's like an iconic cover, right there.
3: Yeah, it kind of is. You're right.
4: Yeah, yeah. Look, look. You compare Jim Lee's one thousand cover to those. It's like, hey, do you want a hamburger from a fucking five star restaurant, or do you want one that's scraped up off the road at Um, AMPM.
3: Yeah, you guys, you guys are too. I'm vindicated. You're doing too much. Like you guys. You're making it seem as though this joint is a bad cover, and look, it's, it's not a Larry, bad...
1: Larry, Larry, look, <laughs> L- Larry, Larry, Jim Lee already hates you. Like, <laughs>
3: like, I don't, I don't think, I think Jim Lee thinks I'm fine, <laughs> but I don't know. He hates the rest of us, but he already hates us collectively. Yeah, I, hey, I'm just, I'm just calling it like I see it. Look, it's like, I we will... all know how you see it. Oh, how dare you! How dare you! And but I'm.
4: Oh, oh, go ahead. I'm just saying it's ass in comparison to what he's done before. Like this piece of shit cover of of his is still like a hundred times better than a lot of other co- covers I've seen. And you know what? This cover is the same exact
1: colorist and inker and penciler as superman 204
4: see so it's like if you have the same team and you make a five star you know five star product at one point and then you come out and you're like hey you know this is it this is what we got we we weren't we couldn't be asked to do better i was <laughs> just texted me he says
1: uh the that cover he he just looked at it right now he said that cover happened is what happens when jim lee tries to be on time
2: uh,
3: <laughs> that's funny i'm not mad at that like i'm sorry mr lee but you deserve that <laughs> you deserve it. but no i mean here's what i'm saying to you is there's seven there's seven covers for action comics Uh or I think there's seven variant covers for one thousand that including this one from Jim Lee. I'm not sure I would have gotten any of the other variants over this one. Like I would have. There's one by Steve Rude that's pretty good. I would have thought about, you know, that that's one I would consider. Um and then there's one by Lee Bermejo that maybe Oscar's brother. Right, right. Maybe I would have thought about, but I, in the end, I don't think I. I don't know that I like either of those covers better. Because I mean, look, and uh-huh. it's, like they have another cover by uh, Dan Jergens and Kevin no- uh, Nowlin, and that's it's it's not a bad cover, but I don't want that one instead. They got J- Starenko did one. I don't want that one. Uh, friggin' Mike Allred did one. I don't want that one either. Uh, that one's amazing. The- Dave Gibbons did one. I don't want that one. I might think about the, the Michael Cho one. Just Which one's that me. one? It's it's like the classic like old newsprint kind of Superman with with the what he's getting shot at by by like uh the soldiers and stuff, like a tank is shooting at him. Like that Oh, okay. That's kind of a classic, you know, like a OG Superman kind of feel and you know, the nostalgia of it maybe kinda, you know, plays into it, but
1: you know, but still I oh, like, yeah, yeah, the Mike Alred one is shit too.
2: <laughs> so, like
1: I love, nobody loves Mike Allred more than me. But you know that. Like you look up again, side by side, Action Comics one thousand, Mike Allred cover, the cover for the trade paperback for Superman Ma- Madman Hullabaloo <laughs> side by side, <laughs> which is a better cover? Hullabaloo that,
4: takes that... it by a, by a yard. I looked up Action Comics 1000 covers. Is the one with the multiple looks of Superman was that a cover? With all the different Superman through time?
3: I don't think so.
4: All right. I didn't think so cuz yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah, that Yeah, I don't think so. I know I like the one with a uh, Superman and Lois.
1: The painted one.
4: The, the oh. one with them together. This no, is that's, like oh. the only cover with Lois. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. That's the Dan Juergens one. Yeah, that one's good.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I it's like not, that not
3: one. a bad cover, but yeah, I don't know that I want it. I want that more. So, Did
1: Alex
4: Ross do one?
3: I don't... I didn't see it.
4: I don't think...
3: Uh, no, I didn't I didn't see an action an uh, Alex Ross uh variant but but maybe you know I look I don't know how many there are there might be more than I I'm realizing. So I will say this. I know the Howard Stern show had a giveaway that they're giving you all the
1: the covers. Oh that's cool. Yeah. So three lucky listeners get all the covers. But I didn't sign up.
3: Um some standout stories here. Like, I mean they all of them are definitely worth reading. I didn't I didn't at any point feel like, oh, like, you know, I could have skipped that one or anything like that. They're all quality stories. But Carrie
1: Andrews's cover was good.
3: Sorry. No worries. Uh the Dan Jurgens one you mentioned. I would say that's a great beginning. Um the the uh Peter Tomasi and Patrick Gleason never-ending battle. It's really good. Really good. Which story. one's that one? It's the story where he's fighting Vandal Savage through time. Oh, I
4: read that right before the show started.
3: Yeah. The
4: art in that one. Yeah. Where it's, like, got those throwbacks.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and, so and fucking that's good, the, dude. And that's the thing, like, you know, it really shows, like, a great marriage between a writer and an artist and why comics is amazing and what it does and it 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 basically gives you like snapshots through key moments in superman's history uh tucked into a story about fighting uh, about superman fighting his way back through time it it's amazing <laughs> it's, 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 but but it's still not the best story in here in my opinion um
1: there's actually uh, oh go ahead. uh Oz just hit me back again. He's. I asked him uh, after he said that's when when Jim Lee tries to be on time. So I sent him the cover to 204. And I go, do you like this one better? And he goes, that's a classic. Like that should be every. You know, that's the classic Superman. It, it goes great with the mirror version of the Batman one for 608. Yeah. Um, and then he goes. That's back when Jim Lee was hungry, (laughs) and it's true. That's when he was trying to sell Wildstorm to DC. Yeah,
4: that makes sense. That was back before he had any kind of like high up position. Yeah, like he was the independent guy trying to get you know. Yeah,
1: he was trying to sell out Alan Moore.
3: (laughs) Um. Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque do a, a story in here. Oh, that's got to be so good, too. It's okay.
1: Yeah. I, I'm actually glad I, I didn't finish reading it because I, I do want to go buy and get myself a cover. Yeah. I think I'm going to get the, the. Is there a Frank Quietly cover?
3: I, I don't know.
1: <laughs> the one that it, It's all white and then
3: it just has Superman in the middle. Is that not. Uh, no, that that's uh from quietly from before. That's from uh All Star Superman, right?
1: Well, no, it, it is a Action Comics one thousand. Oh, it's all white, and and oh. I mean, it, you know, maybe they they put it in there. Oh no, it's. I guess it's not. It's Jock.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's interesting.
1: So it's a Jock
4: cover,
3: oh. but it's I guess it's um.
1: Yeah, it's limited to twenty five hundred worldwide. Jeez, yeah, so, I might have to get that one.
3: I love Jock; he's good. Well, less, and if it's twenty five hundred worldwide, it's gonna be super. <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, like you're gonna have to friggin' sell oh. sell something. You're gonna have to suck a couple dicks for that one.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Only my own. <laughs> uh, after after you get it, yeah. Good the- job. Good job.
3: The story that uh that we shared on our on our Twitter um of tomorrow, which was the Tom King and Clay Mann story about Superman um visiting his parents' grave. Amazing story still, and definitely like it's still one of the highlights of this book in my opinion. But I'll tell you, man, uh two stories that really stuck out for me that I was like, wow, like that is like some really good Superman storytelling there. Um The car, which was uh Jeff John's Richard Donner
2: with Guess Ar- what I
1: oh sorry. Something oh no don't guess don't what follow. I just found on Amazon. What? Uh Action Comics one thousand blank cover. <laughs> White cover? i've yeah. been hanging around How much? <laughs> uh it's like eight bucks. Um, they only had two left on Amazon.
4: So you got them
3: both, don't they? Just yeah. say no. yeah. Huh? It's like you buy the two, and then you can get you got go back like in fifteen minutes, and they'll be like, oh.
1: So guess what? I will have three. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but the car, Jeff Johns, Richard Donner, and uh, Oliver Kopiel doing the art. Amazing story. And um, another one faster, faster than a speeding bullet, and it was a uh, Brad Meltzer with uh, an art from John Cassidy, And yeah, both of those joints were really good Superman stuff.
4: How many fucking covers did Dan Jurgens do? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised I, well. more than a few. I'm- I'm looking on this thing, and he's there's like three already. Some <laughs> yeah. of them are like shop shop exclusive. Yeah,
1: that's what happened. So the problem is there's there's the ones that DC made, which I think are ten of them. Yeah, and then there's like, for example, like the one that Jock did. I really want. It's forty bucks. There's only one left
4: on Amazon.
1: <laughs> I'm debating.
4: Yeah. Okay, the one I was talking about with all the Superman through time, yeah, it, it was a v- exclusive for a comic shop in fucking Australia. Wow.
1: Yeah, go. I did see that one, but that they don't have that on Amazon because <laughs> it's exclusive yeah. to No, but they do have the the Jock one on Amazon. It's forty bucks, oh. and that's the Jock one is a Jetpack comic slash Forbidden. Planet exclusive monochrome thing. Yeah.
4: Oh, I, I was wrong. There's another one with Lois on the cover. Yeah, that is. A...
1: Yeah. Also, the uh... Carrie and- is, is it the Carrie Andrews one? Yes. Yeah, that one's 50 bucks on Amazon. There's only one left. That Jock one is badass. Yeah, that's a good tattoo right there. If I love Superman like that, fuck yeah. Oh, also, by the way, the issue I was talking about with Plastic Man was um, Superman 110.
2: Oh, okay. It
3: was
1: 1995, issue five, I think. You know how they always had the little diamond on the side for the year?
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that jock one is nice. Jeez.
1: Right. Oh, look, I just searched the uh, Action Comics 1000 blank variant. Currently unavailable on Amazon. <laughs>
4: look, give thanks it to
1: minutes. me.
4: Give it ten minutes. Come oh <laughs> man, Neil Adams did one for uh, Legend Comics and Games. I would take that over the Jim Lee one. It doesn't look as nice, but if you've seen Neil Adams stuff before, it kind of goes with his style. So, yeah, in comparison to his stuff, it's really good.
3: The other thing that Action Comics does and they save for the end is the debut of the Bendis uh, the Bendis run and that has art from Jim Lee. So you know that that's uh, it, it gives you a little taste of what you can expect from Bendis riding Superman. And so it it was. It, it's an interesting start. I would re. I would keep reading. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: You're not raving about it like you did the other stories.
3: No, I mean, well, keeping in it's mind, it's because
4: it's not Marvel and it's not X Men.
3: No, I mean, I look, I <laughs> I love a good Superman story because I feel like a good. I mean, the, the, what, what you can't take away from Superman is he's the prototype. He's the template. For what supers are supposed to be like? <laughs> right, he's he's the symbiote. <laughs> he's the
4: John Cena. He's the John Cena. What
3: are you talking about? He, he said the, the
4: prototype. Oh, and, yeah.
3: oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. I forgot that he called himself that.
4: I
1: wish I had a soundboard so I could just play his intro like
4: John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's like a 30 second thing on YouTube if you can pull it up and just play yeah. it at time
1: No, but it's not as funny as if I had it available right when. Yeah, when he, he should have been Venom.
3: John Cena would be an interesting Venom.
1: He should have been Captain Marvel too. No, I <laughs> think he
4: could have done it. No, you like, put he, a, yeah. you put a wig on him to have that hair.
3: I think so. Like. He, he, he can just die as a blonde. If but he dies blonde, he's good. For he venom. doesn't
1: need a blonde. Oh, for venom.
3: For venom. No, I'm talking
1: about Captain Marvel.
3: No, no, I don't think John Cena has the range to be captain. I mean, to be I, captain.
1: You Marvel. you haven't seen him in movies. I've seen
3: him in movies.
1: What in what about? movie? I saw him in the Marine.
4: Oh, come on.
1: You what can't judge no. him by that. You got to see him something out of out of his element. Something that's not action. Something where he's supposed to be like
3: a real person. I mean, he. I saw him in uh, the friggin' Schumer joint. Yeah, he was good in that. I'm not saying he was bad. Like I'm that could have been Eddie Brock getting some pussy from a fat chick. <laughs> like he can be Eddie Brock. I don't think he can be like you're talking about DC Captain Marvel, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he can do it. I think he could do it.
0: Did you see him in his latest?
1: Movie like, if he tells because it takes a. It's the director too. Like the director will tell him, okay. You got to pretend you're an 8-year-old boy with superpowers. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. Then he will do it. He'll blow it all apart. That that's his gimmick right now basically. Right. That's what I'm saying. He'd be good at it. Like he's good at cuz what happens when when Captain Marvel is in the mindset of an 8-year-old boy with superpowers it's like it, it's it's kind of funny, you know? Even Superior yeah. was funny, even though that was dark. But it's because it's an 8-year-old boy in it,
3: you know? I, all I'm saying is if they made that movie, I don't think you'd like it. I'd like it better than fucking bony-ass Zachary Levy. Oh, well, that's that shouldn't be your fucking watermark. Uh, <laughs> they
1: made the watermark.
4: Uh. I'll tell
3: you this right now. I never knew
4: they had a live-action Captain Marvel show back in like the seventies or whatever. Mm-hmm. But when I saw the tape, and then you look at what's his name from the film the film stills. Mm-hmm. It's almost like looking at the cover art for the DVDs of that old show.
2: Oh, there you go. Yeah.
3: Looks like I, shit. Heck yeah. this, no, no. <laughs> Derek H is in chat. He says, Look at all these big time art critics talking shit about Jim Lee. As if the cover that they drew themselves got passed over for it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yep. There it is. Fix the archives. Hect, Oz, <laughs> Oz, and Moses are salty because, because their X Comics 1000 covers
1: didn't make the cut. Hey, ah. the devil's in the details, the proof is in the pudding. You put. Two hundred four next to one thousand. Action Comics one thousand. You tell me which is the better one. Without just raw art, no no title, nothing. You don't know which is which. Which is the better one?
3: Nobody is disputing that two hundred four is a better cover than one thousand. But that's what I'm saying. No, nobody's look. Nobody's disputing that. What I will say to you is, he drew it already. So what's he supposed to do? He can't draw it again. He's supposed to draw it good. Draw good, he, it... he just didn't have the time he yeah. did a, he did a
1: good drawing of Superman for one left it's if a good I... drawing, but it's not jim lee drawing like i mean any 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 artist any marvel artist on any like second rate book on the cover could have done this all-
3: all I'm saying to you is, I feel like you're holding Jim Lee to a higher standard than every other artist
4: look that he
3: gave me a high standard, right? And and that's good.
4: And there it is. Maybe that's, he shouldn't have been so good. That,
3: hey, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. That's that's why I say he's the Jay Z of of comic book artists. I have no
1: idea yes. what that means. Like
3: cats, cats. When Jay Z comes out a new album, they're like, "Well, it's, it wasn't the Black Album." <laughs>
1: is it that the one with 99 problems? And Which it's like the one with ninety nine problems.
3: Possible. Say
1: what? Which one's the one with ninety nine problems?
3: Uh 99 Problems might actually be the black album, actually. Oh, so his best shit was Ice T shit. Jay Z in your mind, Jay-Z's best song is 99 Problems? I mean,
1: I'm just saying if it's not the black album, like that's what people I had never heard the black album. The only black album I know is Metallica.
3: Oh, yeah. Um,
1: but if 99 Problems is on that, then it's like that Ice T wrote that.
3: I mean, okay. It's like, it's hip-hop. People sample. No, he,
1: like, the lyrics, everything, the flow, like, Ice-T did it.
3: Ice-T wrote that song, is what you're saying? Yeah, it's a cover. Uh, But, the lyrics are different. No, they're the same. The the lyrics are the
1: same? Yeah. It's the same song. It's a cover.
3: It's like if he had sang Frank Sinatra. No, I mean, it's like how what Snoop did with Slick Rick, right? Where he did, like, Children's Story? I'm pretty sure it's
1: not like that. Like, I think you could play them side by side and it's the same song.
3: No, that's not... Hip-hop doesn't do that. Jay-Z did it. No. No, that's not... No, no. Like, I, I don't even have to go listen to the two songs together to know that's not true.
1: Look, I've only heard <laughs> the, the, the Body Count song, so... I,
3: I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, they... You compare him. I know
1: hip hop. (laughs) You
3: you compare him to him, and you're disappointed because it's not as good as his old stuff. You know, that's all all I'm saying. Uh, It's not
1: worthy of the issue 1000. That's a new 52 cover.
3: And hey, you know what? You you very well could be right. Maybe it's not the, uh, Superman art that should have been on the cover of one thousand. But you
4: know it's a cover that we got but not the one we deserved.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Which is in line with DC shit. Derek H says I searched back over eight hundred issues. I found a cover that I like better than this one. Therefore Jim Lee sucks. <laughs> it's over a thousand issues.
4: <laughs> and in fairness it's still comparing Jim Lee to Jim Lee.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so anyway uh,
1: Oz, Oz just hit me, he says I actually have drawn a better cover that did get Turned down
3: He did not draw a better cover Of Superman than that Ghibli cover Get out of here but Oz gonna, know. I, yeah. I, I, I know I've seen Oz draw That's <laughs> He's fucking up man
1: you're supposed, to, you're supposed to support Your brother Hey <laughs> listen. Well, I'm, supposed, I'm supposed to be like Positive yeah. reinforcement man Jim Oz, Oz, I love you, man. Jim Lee sucked your cock. <laughs> the
3: same way nobody would be like, yeah. Mary Young can definitely out rap Jay Z. Is the same way y'all should. You know what? what? I believe you can. Oh, <laughs>
4: Because I love you, Larry.
3: You yeah,
1: everything in Jesus'
3: name. Amen. Who strengthens me? Who strengthens me? <laughs> who strengthens
4: me? <laughs> You know, I have a, I have a Superman a, drawing that I drew back in 2005. Uh huh. I, I still haven't finished it, but if I did finish it, it, it still wouldn't be as good. But someday I'll finish it.
1: Oz just sent me the picture of Superman that he did. Okay, yeah. I can see why he got rejected. <laughs> <laughs>
3: put it in the chat so he
1: he sent that to me through text. I don't know how to do that, but but it got rejected cuz he didn't ink it and um and color it oh it's well, all charcoal it's all charcoal but it's charcoal so it's almost like a painting like you have to see it like that got it and he did get a better face for superman than
3: jim lee did i will say that i think that that is the place that uh is the weak point in this
1: it's the face right
3: it's the face yeah no that, I, that's
1: I, I, that's I all i see like
3: and that's like that's where when you were you when you guys start criticizing it i was like there's nothing wrong with this and i got to the face i'm like okay i mean that's a little <laughs> it's a little different. like it's like it's like it might be the angle or whatever and superman has like a weird expression well, a little it, bit
1: but the thing is it's it's kind of like comics are a lot like tattoos it's all about composition the 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 technical stuff but then when you add like the color and the shading so a little thing could throw the whole shit off And I think If that face would have been a little more Oblong than round And a little more chiseled In the line work It would have been good But as you know, a judge Like Dave Navarro From Ink Master I would say this is flat and uninspired <laughs> Because of that face it's, damn. He does not have what it takes To be Ink Master.
3: Dang. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's the expression more. It, it, it's Superman looking a little too satisfied with himself. <laughs> you it's know, like, it's just like this motherfucker turned into a villain. <laughs> well
4: you know, super dickery has to come from somewhere.
3: I guess so, right?
4: Somebody had to represent the super dickery for one thousand.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, it didn't rear its ugly head in this in this uh, issue. Which is, you know, is that
4: really true to Superman?
3: That's hilarious.
4: <laughs> right.
3: It's like, we need, we need Superman to to go ahead and and uh, just flaunt his Kryptonian privilege a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little I mean, bit. you,
4: you, you kind of get a glimpse of it in that first story where he's like, nah, I don't want to go to this thing. Everybody worshiping me. I just want to go home. <laughs> no, he doesn't want to go home. He wants to go help other people. No, he, he's finding an excuse to try to get away, right? But he, as far as he knew, everything was okay. He had a suspicion, but then he finds out, you know, uh, Martian Manhunter is trying to keep everything away from him,
3: right? Yeah, man, it's fun. It's fun stuff. You should mess with Action Comics One Thousand. It'll be interesting to see what Bendis decides to do with the character. And there's definitely some like Bendis type stuff that happens. In the context of the story That it's like okay like that's like
1: like, Now I'm regretting Buying those blank covers (laughs) Because he told me about the Bendis thing
3: What's wrong with the Bendis thing? I don't like Bendis I mean you might like it Like it's different When it's like Superman Let's look at it this way This is the in-between
4: One thousand and one That's where you can cut it off All right, hey
3: Once again you've called into the show To make it better (laughs) It's definitely Worth messing with Just for like The uh Tom King Clay Man And the friggin Uh Uh Copal Richard Donner Uh Jeff John stories alone, like those. Yeah, it's good stuff.
1: Man. I ain't even trying to fuck with the Richard Donner one. Why not? Well, that's the whole reason he has a kid. What? The Richard
4: Donner, like Super Baby? Uh huh. Like that's no, his... that, that's a fucking what's his name, a singer. Yeah, but right? he was trying to be. Uh.
1: Like he was just, Singer was trying to do like Superman 3 if Superman 3 never existed from Donner. Right. But and then but then Donner wrote the comic, which was action comics, back in I wanna say I think we're either still doing the show from Arena or from um Scott's house where he he had the Kryptonian son in the Batcave and shit.
4: Wait, so Singer got the idea from Donner because Donner made some random comic, or was the comic like? Supposed I think to be it was like his
1: perspective script of like what he wanted to do after, but what he did in three. Well, because he didn't do three and four, right? Right. He he barely yeah. got to do two. It's what yeah. It's what he wanted to do for three. Like his treatment or whatever that that Brian Singer wrote off, you know. I just think I I just think Brian Singer wanted to have a kid on set at all times.
4: I wouldn't doubt it. And there it is, Larry. You're
1: supposed to cringe because I was (laughs) implying that he wanted to fuck the little boy. No, I I heard it. But you're supposed to react. If you don't react, then uh, I have no power. Look, acted on the inside. Brian Singer fucks boys.
4: (laughs) That's the title of this episode. There it is. He fucked Brandon Ralph, too. Because, what? Could have been a great Superman, but Singer fucked it all up.
1: Now he's reduced to the Adam. Yeah. And the Adam is a knockoff of Iron Man without the charisma. Actually,
3: the Adam in that show is pretty awesome. It's
1: not. Yeah, but he's no Tony Stark.
3: No, no. It's no.
1: not if it's not as if Robert Downey Jr. played the Atom.
3: No, no. It's it's definitely yeah that those characters in that show has actually been become a lot a lot more interesting and awesome than it began. That's worth I'm, I'm not up.
4: watching. I'm sorry. Every time I see him, I just see Clark Kent trying to be the Atom. Yeah, I, I can't get Look, into it's
1: it. It's worse for me. I'm, it, I see Clark Kent trying to be Iron Man.
4: Yeah. That'd be some shit. Like, he was better
1: as the vegan than Scott Pilgrim. Uh,
3: yeah, he really was. He was awesome in that. Yeah. Sheesh. Anyway, we, we should. Uh, if you knew the science, <laughs> we should talk about her infernal descent.
1: Uh, but I had so much fun hating on something. <laughs> Oz, Oz again just hit me that. He says oh he, he just looked at the cover for the Jim Lee cover and he said oh I didn't realize he was doing an homage to the CGI mouth
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh this this joint had its mustache removed where yeah
1: that's uh, her infernal descent <laughs> is did you read it Larry I did. So, Her Infernal Descent is a kind of a a reimagining, I I guess a reimagining? I don't know. It's, you know, we've all, you know, even the smartest people like me haven't read Dante's Inferno. (laughs) But, you know, like, even if you play the games or see the, the little animated movie anthology thing, like, it's basically a guy going through hell You know guided or unguided And dealing these trials and tribulations Through hell to try to get out And uh This is what You know in the game they make this like Kratos guy Dante is like this Kratos guy That's going in and kicking ass All through hell And In the book it's kind of like that too a little bit But he's not kicking ass as much He's just kind of experiencing it And telling us so that we don't make The fatal flaws at least that's what i get from the cliff notes um although now that cliff notes reference is lost on you guys cuz you guys have the internet but um but this is kind of like that too and uh it's just an old lady like middle-aged lady that committed suicide that's going to hell but her family her deceased family doesn't want her to go through hell to hell so they they kind of intervene their are their souls in the afterlife kind of intervene, but so she kind of has to go through hell to win her way out of it or something. Um, and uh, she's guided by uh, some, like, poet from the 1800s or some shit. Like, was it Walt Whitman, Larry?
3: Uh, no. <laughs> it's definitely... Was it
0: Oscar Wilde?
3: Oh man I feel bad because No no it's not uh, Oh jeez Hold on let me see if I can look it up real quick Keep talking but no no it's not It's um yeah keep talking I'll, Oh I'll,
1: yeah it's William Blake There you go And then apparently it's Agatha Christie later on But that's spoilers Um but yeah she she's She's being guided like it, it I love it Because you know you know, I'm sure Derek H. will probably find a way to talk shit about this statement, but at one point I wrote a similar story to this, and <laughs> I never did anything with it. It got lost on some hard drive that I
3: gave, put to recycle. I could see you writing a story like this.
1: But it was really like, you know, it wasn't like a Dante's Inferno thing, but the, the transition from life to death was like non-existent. Like, there was no pain of actually dying and everything because that's my whole thing. Like, it is just the next step. It's not, you know, like our body is a cocoon, basically, breeding our spirit to pass on. So, yeah, it's a whole thing. You know, I smoke a lot of weed. What do you want from me? Um, (laughs) But that's how it went from here. From one panel, she commits suicide. The next panel, William Blake is waiting for her and she's like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like and then he's rhyming. Right. I know Joe gave me some shit because he's like what's with me and rhyming characters. Right. And I didn't realize I had a thing with rhyming, but I did have an issue with Etrigan not rhyming in some of the new 52 comics. And uh it turns out I like rhyming in comics. Like what can I say? Like it, it's it's hard enough to make something rhyme but poetry has the crutch where it's like it doesn't have to make sense. It's poetry, you know. You bust some of um, those, bust some of those rhymes for us. Oh, oh, Tiger Claw! Thank you for waking up for this segment. <laughs> um, but you know, when you're telling a story and actually having dialogue with somebody and rhyming, it, it, it actually shows. That's where writers flex their fucking brain muscle, you know. So, so doing it with Ettrick in is tight and. Uh, You know, some people take shortcuts with that in common in that in this book. I felt like I heard about this book about a year ago and I felt that maybe six months of those years were just trying to fill in William Blake's word bubbles. Yeah, they had everything but the the rhymes and flow and interaction response because it's like literally like Larry, what would you like about Action Comics 1000? And then Larry would answer. Well, I don't know, Mo. This is a book to which I would never say no. But for a thousand, I've never seen any other better Superman or some shit. You know, like yeah. He responded to me in rhyme in dynamic pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that is it, if I if that's what I did right now, um, and. Yeah. Basically like It's that through the whole comic like that That is hard as fuck I did this On the fly but
2: yeah
1: you could You could thank fucking uh, Pure one vase Um (laughs) Indica Skywalker series For that because I Sober I don't think I could have done that at all Yeah not only would I not be able to Conjure up those rhymes I don't Think
3: I'd be confident enough to just say it. Yeah No I mean I will say that it was one of the things that stuck out to me immediately as well because, like, we've all read books where the characters try to rhyme. And even when you're talking about, like, you know, books with, with Etrigan, it's like some people do that way better than other people.
2: Yeah. And, and,
3: and it's not like, you know, it's something that people try to do at different points and, some you know, some people do it better than others. But this book, like, this dialogue from from Blake is like top level like stuff where I'm just like wow like there was a lot of information in that word bubble and it all like not only does it rhyme but it has like sometimes it has like inside rhyme like you know like yeah. the, where where it doesn't rhyme just at the end but it rhymes inside of the verse before you get to the main rhyme at the end and it's just like dude like I, I believe we call
1: that in the literary world Larry I believe we call that haiku.
3: No, no no it's called it's Rhyme. like <laughs> some different bow.
1: <laughs> Haikus when you go do it in the mountains, right? Exactly. On a
3: trail? That's what like it's <laughs> when it's when you write when while sitting on a hot stone. That's what it is. Haiku. But it's amazing. It's amazing stuff. Like I like it, You're right. It, it definitely is one of the the one of the points of the book that definitely out for the beginning. I know the another thing that stuck out for me is, and I I, I loved how this book started with the the classic kind of uh, um nine panel grid style. Yeah, it, it begins and ends there, and it feels so perfect. Like, and I love when books do that and do it well because um it's, I mean it's just a classic comic kind of art form, and I like to see it sometimes, and it it, it Makes for an interesting flow of story But then I love that The way they used it in this book To kind of show Some of the more mundane stuff And then it opens up into Some of the more fantastic elements It's good stuff
1: The story itself Like having an old mom With grief Kind of Survivor's guilt Kind of experiencing this is is very interesting to me because well suicide's the ultimate decision the ultimate answer to all your problems you know like uh, in my personal opinion it is a a, a coward's way out um, I, I believe that that living is the hard part and getting over shit is the hard part. That's why people commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, the the way it transitioned and went and seeing that, like, she had every reason to do it, and now, like, that's just the start of her journey. Like later in life, is fucking great to me. It, it reminds me of that movie, like What Dreams May Come, a little bit. Um, yeah, you know, and of course Dante's Inferno, and and. The game, because, you know, I don't read. Um, And then, yeah, just it's just, you know, everybody always says, oh, we want a book with strong female character and everything. Like, this is a mother that witnessed her family die in front of her and had to live on for a while and then has to go through this journey through hell. Like, if there's no other, if there's no strong female character, like, if there's a strong female character in comics, like, this is it. You yeah. know, it, it, we're still seeing her flourish into the strongest she could, as strong as she could be. But um, yeah, this is—I'm uh, so glad I—I I, I decided to think that anybody other than Image is real comics. <laughs> well,
3: welcome, <bro>. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it, it's a really it's a a, a really really. Uh, interesting book And I, I feel like The way that the uh, The the Writing and The art Really complement one another is Is pretty amazing um, and, and it's Interesting because it's like one of these things Too where You know like I feel like the art Is exactly what's called for in regards to the the tone of the book, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's like you know sometimes you hear you hear uh writers or sometimes editors talk about how you know you needed this particular person for the book to be what it is, and this definitely feels like one of those situations where like uh it's a uh, L- Lonnie Nadler. And Zach uh, Thompson, that are the writers, and Kyle Charles, that is the artist, uh, with colors from uh, D. Cunafee. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't know that I could see this. D. Cunefi. Yeah, that's that's the name I think, or or is it maybe Cunefi? But yeah, Cunafee or Cunefi.
1: Right here, I have colorist uh, Jordan Boyd.
3: Oh yeah, yeah. Is that for issue one? Yeah. Oh. That's weird.
1: I got to see issue two. I haven't seen it. But, um. Oh, either way, the colorist does need to be commended, whoever he is, because he does do like the sunlight coming in through the window has its own warmth, but the inside of her apartment has a coldness because she's missing something in there. It's like just. I think she describes it as a graveyard of memories Of okay. all the stuff from her family So you do have that You know somebody that is suicidal Does have an attachment to the world Around them And only what's immediately around them is what Dominates their thought process And, and ideations And they they do that Really well Like um, The art kind of reminds me of uh, Ben Templesmith's art Yeah But yeah. this has a lot I'm not saying Ben Temple Smith's art doesn't have heart. I think this art does a good job of showing the heart the character has.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And it definitely like I mean I'm I'm a person like I I really actually enjoyed Dante's Inferno and I like
1: Oh, you actually read
3: it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I actually like the concept and the, the different uh, circles of hell
2: yeah. and like
3: Each one has like It's basically like uh, For a different type of center And like based on what I saw In this first issue It's like okay I really Want to see how it is that They explore and illustrate Each of those Different circles Yeah So yeah it's really cool it's really it's a really cool book it's really interesting i you know it, it's definitely the type of um the type of comic where uh if they did like a director's cut i would totally pick that up because you can tell that there's a lot of thought that goes into the world building for for this entire book and, you know, like, why they decide to use particular uh, historical figures and celebrities and all that kind of stuff and, like, the thought process behind that and the designs and all that and what what it is that you decide to have, like, Shakespeare, say, versus Edgar Allan Poe and all that kind of stuff. Like, I would I would eat all that up.
1: Like, we got to interview the people. We'll make the director's cut. Hey,
3: that sounds fair to me. I'm not mad at it. We can make that happen
1: at Jeffrey's.
3: I did see. Yeah, I did see. Um, Zach Zach Thompson did like our our tweet. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So that's like he's he's at the very least aware. So yeah, um, he, he knows we kind of exist. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So yeah. So that would be cool. Maybe we can reach out and. And talk about it because yeah, lots of questions, lots of questions. And to me, like I said, it's like you know, I I'm almost surprised that the book doesn't come with that in the back already. Like you know, just yeah. like a, a little short because they're. I mean, well, I shouldn't say that there's a lot of books that do that because they're not. But I, I know well,
1: that on image there is like almost all of them. I guess because they get bigger, teens giving you different stories than what you're used to. You know, like um, for example, what was it? Gideon Falls had Jeff Lemire and a dude that did the Green Arrow run with him. Uh huh. And on the end, at the end, he has like a whole other comic book he did like 15 years ago, just for no reason, just because this is kind of like not based on that, but influenced by his own work in the past.
2: Uh
3: huh. And it's like that gave you a whole other comic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know I mean I, I like I definitely read a fair share of image books, and sometimes yeah people talk about some of the creative stuff in the in the letter page uh but the only book that I know that I buy from image that actually does that on a regular basis is Lazarus oh. and they literally have like you know like talk about. The concepts that they used in that particular issue, and like some of the, it give you like some of the, like even like some of the research stuff that they yeah, and talk about like how you know how they came to this and how you know it's it's really interesting stuff. They also
1: cry about how I didn't like the first issue.
3: They cry about how you didn't like the first issue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like maybe I've never read that. <laughs> you know what? What else did that recently though, which I was a little surprised by was um. Avengers, no surrender. Oh, uh, uh, they cried about me not reading it either. <laughs> n- no, <laughs> they, they give you like little like almost director cut type stuff with the writers and artists because you know it has it's a uh, Jim Zub, uh Mark Wade, and um, oh man, I feel bad. I like his Al Ewing are are credited as the writers for that entire arc basically that whole, or that whole book that whole story and in the back like they literally like break down like some of the like different parts of the story as far as like what how they came to uh, do the stuff you know it, it's different things for each issue but it's really interesting stuff I mean if you like process like you know and I know that that's something that I'm particularly interested in in general, but especially for comics, so yeah. But anyway, uh, her infernal descent. I don't know, man. I can't. I don't think I can say enough good things about it. It's a really, a really interesting book. Uh, I'd probably give it four, four, four out of five circles of hell. Maybe four and a half circles. Yeah, probably four and a half. What about you, Moses?
1: I give it a
3: pentameter. (laughs) (laughs) An iambic pentameter? Yeah. (laughs) But it's
1: five meters out of five.
3: There you go. (laughs) There you go. Uh, Sounds fair.
1: Iambic. Did I say, like, diametric before?
3: Is that what I said? You you didn't say diametric. I think you said, uh, actually, Derek H said it. Derek H. said, did Moses just make up a non-existent rhyming scheme called dynamic pentameter? Yeah, that's how I do, man. I'm a literary genius. He says, and then complain that others don't use this rhyming scheme? That doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's funny.
1: Dynamic pentameter. Dynamic that's pent- my new
3: band name. Hey, listen. <laughs> you could sell a lot of t-shirts. <laughs> I think you could, because dude yeah look and 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 that would be like I mean your band would be a metal band, right dynamic pentameter yeah, of course, of course, which actually well, with dynamic
1: dynamic pentameter, it would have to be a progressive metal band, mm-hmm, which I'm not talented enough to pull off, no nah, and I also don't play well with others, like you need like seven people for that,
3: why do you need seven people
1: well, because you got like two guitarists, a bassist The singer has to be like on point And then a the keyboard is So that's what, five? Yes And then you got the drummer And then I'm there pretending I'm playing something
3: <laughs> The triangle
1: Yeah, so that's seven
3: Boom You can play the triangle But you're bad to dynamic. be something
0: like Ghost, right?
1: <clears throat> nah, man Ghost is its own thing. You can't nobody can be like ghost. I don't
3: I don't know who that is.
4: You know who it is. Oh, Make don't. it a death metal band, call it death parameter or whatever. <laughs> you killed it. You killed it.
2: <laughs>
4: it's not funny anymore.
1: <laughs> I retire from music.
3: Well, that I I think this all makes a, a nice little segue into our review of the Netflix series I, oh, oh, Gretzko There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Aggretsuko Um, I I'll tell you this: when you were like, watch this. I didn't know what it was. I know I, ne- I never heard of it. Had no clue. You're like, it's on Netflix. You've, you've heard of it.
1: What? I did? We did the news story when the character was created for the line of stationery at Sanrio Gift Gate.
3: Oh, man. Come on, man. Am I supposed to remember?
1: Look, I remember it. Joe did it. Like, he was sitting, <laughs> you were sitting at the corner of your kitchen. I, he was sitting off to the left of me. I had a cat licking the back of my head from the sink. Oh, and we dude. did that news story on, like, a Thursday morning.
3: Well, there you go. That's how long ago it was. We're doing daily shows? Yeah. I'm supposed to remember the Sanrio character that's a friggin' that does death metal from friggin' that got created how many years ago? What is I mean, that? Had to have been
1: like six or seven. Oh, geez.
3: Yeah. I mean, I remembered it. Well, yeah, but you have a steel trap. I don't know how... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day where you just flip out and go insane because... You just like your hard drive fills up, you know but what I mean. You're just like you, you, I think you missed it. Did I? <laughs> yeah. You, you did the data dump
1: already. Well, let's just say I, you know, I had to go to rehab. There it is. <laughs> the
3: the data dump recalibrated. He's good now.
1: Got
3: uh, it. Yeah. I just like I don't. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I didn't remember. It's like this.
1: somebody clicked
3: Look at hidden folders.
1: <laughs> on my Explorer tab in my brain, and I went nuts. <laughs>
3: But, no, I didn't remember this at all. But I, Hashtag me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny.
4: <laughs> I'm sorry. I was laughing at something else.
3: <laughs> so, I'm just like, when, when I click this joint to watch it on Netflix, like, after I started watching it and watched, like, the first episode, I'm like, man, like, what I know is we live in a special time where if you have an idea and you can actually execute it well, all you have to do is figure out the right people to get in front of. It could be a thing like it's special because I'm like when we when we did this story about this character being created, you could not have made this this show no nah. like that show could not have been a thing. it just the people have just been like, nobody's going to watch that. Now we live in a day and age where you're like, you know, all, all you need is somebody to be like, you did a good job putting it together. And there might be an audience for that. Like, that's it. Like, that's it. And somebody will put it on something somewhere. And so I, I but and don't get me wrong. I I hope this is not coming across like. Like I'm saying, like, you know, you can just throw anything against the wall. Like I'm not talking. I'm not trying to speak negatively of this because the show is amazing. It's just one. Of, it's just very, very like, I, like I. I don't know who it's for. I guess it's for all of us. I don't know.
1: <laughs> for yeah, it is for everybody. I mean, <laughs> the the death metal backdrop. It could be anything. It could be chess, golf, yeah, art. Like yeah. it does. It plays a big part. I guess where it really does come into play is that it is part of her repressed rage. Right and personality, where I I don't know how far you got into. Well, I guess before we go into dissecting and deconstructing a a female red panda (laughs) that works in office space, we should tell people what the show's about. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) but but basically, it is it it, it's the uh, uh, a quote unquote anime made for Netflix. I believe they had like minute-long shorts on TBS at one point. Mm. I didn't get to see those. I doubt that they were as good as this. And um but basically she has to deal with her daily life of being a 25-year-old lady that works in a chauvinistic workplace, toxic office environment. Yeah. And she her only outlet is heavy metal.
3: Right. It's a slice of life feminist Sanrio Death Metal Television Show. That's crazy. <laughs> like those all those things should not all be one thing, but they are. And it works. And it works well. That's that's the thing. It's like it not even just works, it works really well. I'm like, dude, like the death metal songs are amazing. Yeah. They are really good. And I'm just like, dang, like I'm like, am I gonna have to buy a soundtrack? <laughs> it's not out yet. Uh, but, but but hey, the fact that I I'm wondering because I'm just like, you know, I'm like, wow, like, you know what, I think I'm feeling this. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I will say that, you know, you you described it right when you said, like, you know, death metal's the backdrop and it could have been anything, and that's something that I definitely learned. Um, just you know, in 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 learning more about death metal from you, where it's like it is like an all, uh, well, I, I mean it's a, it's a, it's a genre unto itself. But as far as subject matter, it's not it's not limited, right? It's like you know you can definitely like there are people that if you're not in the know, you might think that death metal is about this or that. Or maybe one other thing But the reality is death metal could be about whatever
1: Right It's become a uh, Almost like if heavy metal is a language It's kind of like a dialect Or an accent Um, So you can actually do The subject matter itself Uh, The perfect example is a band called Bolt Thrower Everything is all epic battles Within the Warhammer universe Yeah And it's death metal but then you have like Cannibal Corpse, which is all like serial killer fantasies. Yeah. And then you have like Carnifex, which is like kind of coping with suicidal ideations. You know, and you know, it, it's shit like that. Like you have Behemoth, which is like, you know, Sumerian mythology with, you know, anti Christian themes. But. Yeah, there's there's a lot of and then this one you know that the band I don't know I don't know who does the music for the but it sounds good.
2: Yeah. It
1: sounds like nice, like well produced. Mm-hmm. It sounds like from an engineering aspect, like this a bunch of like thirty second death metal songs because it does have a little bit of punk roots, death metal a little bit
2: mm-hmm.
1: at, on some level. It um, they kind of like these these short form fast songs work really great for this because it's the, her bursts of rage, her little tantrums, and uh, the voice itself. Like you know, everybody talks about baby metal about the Japanese. Like to me, baby metal is shit. Um, at, at its core, it is like it's a good act. You know, it's a good like show, like in terms like of a Vegas show. It's not like I'm going to a metal concert and I want to see baby metal open up for anybody, you know what I mean? Gotcha. It's like a circus act. But you, then you have bands from Japan like Merging Moon that don't get any like props and they sound more like the metal that I would like to hear come out of Japan. You know, a lot of a lot of the J- Japanese metal tends to be more gimmicky and more um I guess like a novelty mm. and Merging Moon is not like that. Merging Moon is like it's, it's like the Led Zeppelin rock and roll lifestyle and shit, you know? And I don't know how true they are to that but that's what they are and I'm using this to give Merging Moon a big shout out on the show to yeah. some people that listen and probably the, the half a person that's interested in listening to metal.
3: That's um, a amazing name, Merging yeah. Moon.
1: Yeah. And uh, and then that's how I feel the music is for Agretzko, where it's like it's legitimate like metal song. Like I I wouldn't even call it death metal. Like I I can see why the Japanese call it death metal Uh because on the surface it's like yeah, yeah, that sounds like what I I think death metal sounds like. But to me, it's more like new wave of American heavy metal,
2: Mm. which
1: is bands like Lamb of God and Slipknot and. Fucking, you know, shit. i can blanking out on a bunch of fucking names, but they disturbed. No, 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 no. That's not, no. <laughs> that, that's it, it, there's a genre for that on Billboard. I, I believe it's called shit. Um,
3: <laughs> right next but, to Morrissey.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That's the white rancheras, man.
3: <laughs> the white wrench. <laughs> that's funny.
4: <Yeah. laughs> Morrissey and Vicente.
1: Yeah, dude, like, you put any, 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 uh, corrido against fucking Morrissey, it goes hand in hand, man. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's these, like, Pantera, you know, like, it's these type of bands, you know, Morbid Angel, which is more on the death side. But, um, but yeah, it, the shit was great. And, and me, from, you know, I, I used to work a shitty job for about four years and i hated every second of it i had to commute by mass transit so her scene on the train hit me right where like fuck and you know it was the you know metal did get me through that like i I would sit and pray on the train like man i hope this shit gets derailed and i just die here so i don't have to go to work Yeah. yeah and uh yeah but listening to you know Fans like well, not so much Lamb of God, but like Behemoth and Slayer, and and even discovering new music while on the train made it you know, made that part of <laughs> the job worth it. And I I definitely like was in tune with this series like that like it's like fuck I know how she feels I know I can't speak for Emily but I know she had to deal with shit in a toxic office environment just like that and uh, I'm like man. I want to get her take on it, but I got greedy and watched it without her. So.
4: That's it. It just means you can watch it again.
1: Yep, that's what I told her, but we'll see if she
3: forgives me. <laughs> but I mean, it it's it's interesting because I feel like the story, like the slice of life aspect is a very real take on what what it could be like to be, you know, a, a young woman in an in an office environment, just trying to you know make your way from day to day and navigate like the politics of being in an office, and you know all the the pitfalls that can come from be just being a woman in the workplace, and it's just one of those things where again like i said when i push play i really didn't know what to expect and for it to be i mean it's it it's just like the thing has like so many layers like <laughs> it's like cuz realistically i'm sure there are people that are watching just like oh it's a funny little cartoon even though i mean it is it, hard to get away from like or it's hard to be able to ignore you would have to work really hard to ignore the the messages in regards to uh uh women's women's rights you know or not rights but but um like you'd have to work hard to ignore like i guess the the undertones of you know not having a toxic work environment or, or the the downfalls of having toxic work environment and you know chauvinism and all that kind of stuff, um, but at the same time, I mean, I go, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you want to be oblivious, you could, and just be like, oh no, it's just a little, a little fun little cartoon, Oh, it's funny that you know he mistreats her. You know, <laughs> I guess you could do that, but yeah, it's it's interesting because there's just a lot to unpack, and and not only in that respect, but just in you know, just being like a 20-something a and just trying to figure out how to, you know, live life and, like, be an adult, you know? Yeah, it's like, I don't know. I, I remember those days.
1: Yeah, it, you know, it, it's funny because it is a cartoon. So it's like I had some customers come in and they're like, what are you watching? I'm like, oh, it's this cartoon about a red panda. I just left it at that. And then, you know, the little kids were, like, watching, and they're like, oh, cool, you know, like, it's a little cartoon about the, you know, the design, the character design and the aesthetic of the show is, like, uh, it's what I like to call super flat. And by me calling it that, I mean, you know, the Japanese art movement and art critics, so stuff like Murakami, and you see a lot of influence in, like, Adventure Time and and stuff like that, and that's what Sanrio, like, if they didn't invent it, I don't know who did, because... Their whole aesthetic is like that, right, and then seeing it in motion was like kind of cool
4: um it's like they made it all in flash,
1: yeah, 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 and that that whole like you know they show like foreground and shit, but it, everything's kind of flat and it's it's cool looking um but yeah, it definitely different people got different things out of it while watching it. Uh, anyone, anybody from two years old to about thirty-five <laughs> that watched the episode or two while sitting in my chair was like wow, when, is, you,
4: like when you crazy. had a plane, when you had a plane, was it English or Japanese? Oh, English. Okay, yeah, I'm not trying to read.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I saw, I saw the whole thing with the subtitles on. I oh. had it in English, but I had the subtitles on. Very different.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Um the the English, when you hear it in English, it's it's American. It's dirty. They got they cuss and everything. Yeah. When you read the subtitles and I figure this is what it is when you hear the Japanese too, it's not dirty. It's it, it's it conveys the same message without being dirty, without cussing or anything. Right. There's a few here and there, but it's not as bad as the English version.
3: Yeah, they got good localization.
4: (laughs) I like the dirtiness.
1: It it, it made a... It made a little... It made a little kid cringe. (laughs) Because... The the pig guy said shit, (laughs) and uh, and he was just like he perked up, but he's like two, you know, like he knows how to speak and everything, and he knows he's not supposed to say shit, but he's like enjoying this little cartoon about a cute little red panda. He thought it was a cat, but you know, he's just watching it wistfully, and then he says shit. He kind of like flinched. (laughs) He's like, am I supposed to be watching this?
3: You corrupted him, Mo.
1: Eh, I, I'm sure he's hurt. Like I've been cutting his hair since he was six months old, so he's he's hurt a lot worse from other people. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I hope it gets renewed.
1: Uh yeah, because it, it kind of did end like on a like I want to see what happens next thing. Yeah. But I don't need to. Like if they're just gonna water it down and make it dumb, I'd rather it just end like this. Same with Lost in Space now that I watched the ending.
3: What what makes you feel like it might get watered down?
1: I don't know. It's just everything I like ends up. (laughs) You seen like you you've seen it, Larry. Like everything I like just ends up dumb. Like I hear you. (laughs) I'm afraid like you know, after reading 13 issues of Black Science, I don't want to read any more because it's like, oh, okay, it's so great. Same with Deadly Class Saga. Like, I don't know how I lasted to like 37 because it's like, uh, it's just this is gonna get bad if I keep reading it. I'm I'm traumatized now. Saga's still good. Hey, look, so you say, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like. It's only a matter
3: of time before they piss me off. Okay. Well, I'm hoping it doesn't happen, but you never know. You never know.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, uh, all in all, how would you rate uh, uh, a Gretz. Oh, I keep saying it poorly. I'm sorry. A Gretzko. A Gretzko.
1: I give it five death metal tantrums out of five. And part of it being so perfect is the fact that it is uh, a short, concise episode time. They're 15 minutes. every 15 and 20, you know? And they just go by quick. And, you know, they don't have to give you the full thing in one episode. Like, another episode will take over where it picked up. And on Netflix, like, really, they could have just made, like, a three-hour movie if they wanted, you know? Right. But the way they did it is is perfect. Like, you could watch one episode while you're getting ready for work and then catch up later in, in short bursts, you know? Like, pick up while you're driving in a car, although I don't condone that. But, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I probably could have watched the whole series on the Stairmaster.
3: Yeah.
4: I wish I had spaced it out. I had time to kill before work, I think Saturday, and I ended up seeing the whole thing.
3: Wow. I've only gotten through half of it, because there are ten of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, I watched I watched five, and uh, they were great. I liked them a lot. I definitely give it a five out of five as well, because I feel like... It touches it, it, it touches a lot of different areas and I feel like it's one of these things where you know, you could probably get what you want from it or take what you want from it and leave the rest there. But it it's a pretty cool just story. And uh I'm I'm really interested to see where it goes with the next five and like you said, because they're like fifteen minutes apiece, it's like I'll actually be able to watch like the other the other five and probably one sitting at some point too.
4: Have you seen the Space Cadet?
3: What is that? No, he haven't seen that. Okay. Mm-mm. Never mind then. Oh, oh, that's a uh, uh in the story. Yeah, no. Yeah. No, the, the last episode I saw was uh uh the in the in the karaoke bar after after uh yoga. Oh. Oh. Yeah. So you're only on the surface, too. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Hey, I look. if it goes even deeper, that's great. Like I'm looking forward to that.
4: Not even the tip.
3: Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Just
4: just the foreplay.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like literally, they just licked your nipples. They didn't they haven't even
3: touched your nether yeah yet. <laughs> My nether yeah yet. <laughs> <laughs> that should that should be the title of the show. Another, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez Okay. Um, we should do some news before we get out of here.
2: Comic book news. We should have a,
1: like, like uh, comic book like, news. Well, not, not like that, but, like. There
3: we go. Um. Oh, just I'll just put this out here, just so I don't have to mention it another day. Hopefully, um, they put out some stuff about Bumblebee, the Transformers spinoff. <laughs> it's out there. What did um, they say? Like, I guess they showed like a a, a clip from it recently. Uh, not, I don't think not in public, so we haven't. It hasn't leaked or anything yet, but
1: and nobody's even worrying about leaking it.
4: <laughs> but uh It's just yeah. Michael Bay with a hammer hitting an old 80s toy of Bumblebee.
3: Well, you know, I mean Michael Michael Bay isn't um directing it. It's uh well here's here's a quote, and I'm just <laughs> I, like, you sound so defeated. Oh dude, I just I can't it's like I just, like it's one of these things. Like it's become like one of these things where you have to say something. <laughs> I'd rather just say something early, so that way, hopefully, people don't ask me about it later. <laughs> Travis Knight, and uh, he's he. This is a quote. Uh, they the the, the the Paramount Pictures. They they uh, did CinemaCon. Uh, and they had a pre- uh, a clip from Bumblebee before the clip played the director like I wanted to return to the essence of what made the Transformers or what made the Transformers franchise so impactful right from the beginning character emotion spectacle and explosions lots and lots of explosions and I was I was just like character emotion like which Transformers movie had those
4: like the cartoon. The,
3: the cartoon, right, that's it. I was like like is that what he's talking about? I don't think so. I think he's talking about Michael Bay stuff, but you know. But and apparently there's like this the scene they showed shows the origin of Bumblebee getting his name. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm so done. I was already done. I'm even more done. I'm like, I'm I'm quadruple done at this point. So that comes out at the end of the year. I won't be watching it and be happy. My life will be better for it. So that happened. Let's let's do some better stories.
4: See, see how you feel. That's how me and Mo feel about Shazam.
3: Yeah, that's okay. I'm not mad at that.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, you know how Sony, you know they they're doing Venom as we talked about earlier and. They were trying to do a a Morbius, the living vampire movie.
3: Oh, yeah. I remember them talking about that. Is is that back on? I thought that was gone. No,
1: well, they talked to uh, Antoine Fuqua. Uh huh. Fuqua. I'm I'm so glad I said that right because
4: I could have said, fuck you, A. (laughs) But I didn't. (laughs) Got to put more accent into that. Yeah. Um, He said
1: uh, he was approached to direct it. And uh, he, they asked him about it, and here's what he said. He said, as a kid, I grew up with comic books. They talked to me about Black Panther years ago, way back in the day. There's some reason they came up and they talked to me about, at Sony, a Marvel character, Morbius, the living vampire. That kind of came up. I don't know. I have 13-year-old son, so I'm watching more of that again, and I'm excited. It's exciting to do that. I'd love to create a new one. You know, something that's closer to what I get excited about. So, his quote, I have no idea what it means.
3: Yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. Like a lot of nonsense. Lot, like, you just stringing words together. Like right. <laughs> like, stop that. Like, I expect better from him,
2: but yeah.
1: I like his movies. I, yeah. I you know, I like this King Arthur movie. That was tight.
4: What, what that basically sounds like is like, he wants to do a comic movie, he's down for it, but he wants to do something that he likes, and it doesn't sound like he likes Morbius.
3: It sounds like you barely remember A what
0: movie? You said he did a King Arthur movie, I don't recall him directing yeah. one. No? No, the, the King who Arthur movie was uh, this other guy, uh, Guy Ritchie. Uh, that was like Antoine last Fou- year. Uh, i about like 10 Foucault, years ago. The most recent movie he did was, <laughs>
1: the,
0: he did was the Magnificent Seven.
1: Right. And then he did a movie called King Arthur. That's a realistic take on King Arthur, not fantasy. Like a historical movie. Kind of along the lines of Gladiator. I mean, look it up. You're the master at links. I'm surprised you didn't know this. <laughs> I mean, you could tell me I'm wrong, but I'm not wrong. Fuck what? <laughs> All I gotta say is Antoine, fuck you. Hey, but thank you for broadcasting.
0: Or you, or you, or you could pronounce it fuck what? No. no, I have respect for him, except for that answer. But
1: that's not his <laughs> fault. He doesn't want to badmouth nobody.
4: He knows where his bread is buttered. Yeah, on
1: Denzel. <laughs> what? Well, um, he directed Training Day. No, I do. I know that. But the what? story was the guy that wrote Training Day wanted to direct it, and he did everything, all the pre-production. But then when they cast Denzel in it, he said, I want Antoine Fuqua to do it. Oh, wow. And then they fired the guy.
3: That's rough.
1: Like that. So his whole creation just got taken over by Denzel.
3: That's how it goes sometimes. Yeah, you know,
1: it's it's racial tension. I get it. Oh, wait, was it a white guy? Yeah. Oh. It's reverse racism, but nobody talks about it. Of, of us poor white people. Us poor white people? <laughs> oh.
2: Okay. Well, you know,
3: I'm empathetic to... <laughs> I can't even finish. right. right,
2: right. <laughs>
3: the the plight of the of the white man losing his position in yeah the- so they came over and then lost all their identity
1: <laughs> I literally heard somebody they asked him what's your ethnic background and he goes Kansas <laughs> 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 I heard that this morning I swear to God oh that's funny
2: <laughs>
1: uh, let's see Kevin Faggy teases a different Take on Marvel and why he's not the focus of the movie. Speaking about the Captain Marvel movie, the Marvel Captain Marvel movie. It says right here, Jude Law being cast to play Marvel in Captain Marvel is awesome news. But those of you hoping to suit up and join Carol Danvers, I get. Yeah, get to I forgot a word in that sentence. Oh. Uh, and the fight against the Kree and the Skrulls may be disappointed. That's because Marvel Studios president Kevin Faggy has seemingly confirmed in an interview that the movie, the movie will be deviating from the source material when it comes to how the character is portrayed. Marvel has a very complicated and convoluted origin story in the comic books. And like many fans, Faggy wasn't knowledgeable about him before the hero ended up becoming part of the movie. But does to-
4: he get cancer in the movie?
1: Well, here, here's a quote from Kevin Faggy. Faggy! <laughs> excuse me, I'm reading a quote. Uh, I knew some about him, he admitted, but it was definitely Carol Danvers who was most interesting to us and why we chose her. But as that character connects to the origin of Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel... Uh, sorry. But as that character connects to the characters and Captain Marvel, we're pulling... From some of that for inspiration. Again, that's another
3: Antoine Fuqua type of answer. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand what he's saying. Like, I yeah. say like, like, like when he says, "See, here's the messed up part." It's like I don't know who he's t- even talking about when he's like, Captain Marvel's origin is too complicated. Is he talking about Carol Danvers, or is he talking about like friggin' Marvel?
4: He's talking about the Rock of Eternity.
3: Oh, no, no. See? That's not even in this.
4: Actually, yeah, that, that,
1: that complicated and convoluted origin story is actually the the ar- author of this article saying. <laughs> so, oh, that's okay. not even. That's not Faggy. Faggy.
3: So, faggy. <laughs> All
1: right.
3: So, wait, so... So, okay, so... Because I'm just saying, like, I mean, realistically speaking, you didn't even... I, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say that. I was gonna say you don't necessarily have to put the Kree in the movie if you feel like it's complex, but maybe you do. I I don't. Know. I, it just look Miss. They're not going with Miss Marvel at all.
1: Like that never existed in this movie. So why bother with anything
3: else? You know. S- Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I don't understand why we don't just handle it off screen.
1: It
4: doesn't matter. I'm probably not going to watch that movie anyway. They're putting movie to so they can say, yeah, we tried to appeal to the comic book base.
1: Yeah, but they don't want to appeal to the comic book base. That's why we get Guardians the way we did.
0: Don't be surprised when they change the origins for the Eternals.
4: Look, I'm not going to
1: be surprised. I'm already preemptively angry.
4: (laughs) Do you need some uh, death metal music? Stop karaoke? Your
1: rage. Uh, I'll just just
3: listen to Origin. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. What else?
1: A big surprise here. Damon Lindelof and HBO's Watchmen won't be a direct adaptation of the Alan Moore comic. (laughs) Surprise!
3: Right. I don't think... I mean, was... Oh, yeah. It
1: it never... I I doubt... I haven't even read this article. That's why I'm reading them out loud as I go. I didn't do pre-production for this segment. But it's funnier that way when I just react while reading. At least I think so. Um... But it says right here, Alan Moore's acclaimed comic book series Watchmen is commonly heralded as one of the greatest stories in comic history. So Was interest fun? in live-action adaptation of the graphic novel has always been high, even though Alan Moore himself hasn't shown any excitement over a prospect of anyone adapting his work. Yet back in 2009, a live-action adaptation of the series is exactly what fans got when the Zack Snyder film arrived in theaters. And even though the movie didn't receive the same amount of praise as its comic book counterpart, many fans would say it was mostly faithful adaptation to the books. Still, there were certain elements from the books that were omitted or cut from the film. So it was announced HBO would be creating a Watchmen series with Damon Lindelof. Many fans began to hope they would get a, see the omitted elements explored, but recent comments from Lindelof suggest the series could feature plenty of deviations from the books. To explain how the plans to treat the source material, Linda Law first explained how Noah Hawley from Legion treated Fargo, the film, when creating Fargo, the television series. So adapting may be the right word. This is a quote. At the end of the day, do you watch Fargo at all? I wouldn't call Noah Hawley's version of Fargo an adaptation because the movie exists out uh, inside of its own world, and so everything that happened in the movie Fargo it does precede the television show Fargo. So they find a bag of money in the first season, and you go, "Oh, that came from the movie," but also Noah is pulling from other areas of the Coen Brothers' canon, so it evokes like Lebowski, but also his own thing.
4: So in does other that words, mean they're going to have. Manhattan making the DC Universe? They might.
1: In other words, fans shouldn't expect the series to be a strict panel-for-panel recreation, which fans mostly got in the Zack Snyder film. Linda Lindelof even compares his treatment of Watchmen source material to how Moore created the series, noting how Moore based his characters off of those from Charleston comics. Here's another quote. That's the spirit of what he did with Watchmen in the first place. It's not a take it's not to take anything from him. He created this. It's an original. But the basis for that world was on these other characters that DC had just bought from this comics company, Carl Charlson. And he did rips on those characters.
4: Yeah, but isn't the whole reason why they're original is because DC wouldn't sign off to let him use them?
1: Yeah.
3: Tell Damon Jack off that. But it's just uh, like, no, like, yeah, like... It, it, when you take a, a a version of those characters and decide to like you know, like your own kind of you know like one off, that's one thing. But when you start doing a one off of the one off, that it's like wait, so you're you're saying it's gonna be as inspired because. I, like I don't know it just it's just it it sounds like a bad idea like, to, like to me
4: it sounds like they're going to rip off a bunch of DC characters but just rename them
3: no nah, i mean they they're, they're going to do like a a walking dead basically right that's basically what they're trying to say but i wonder if they'll be as successful as initial walking dead was no cuz yeah like i it, it it right at this point It's sounding like it could end up being something that people just end up ignoring. It sounds like a cluster. I mean, I don't go that far because it could be good. But, you know, in this day and age, good isn't good enough. You got to be great. People got a lot of choices on what to watch. Like, how how do you mess around and make sure that people are watching you instead of Westworld? You know?
4: Yeah, it's like a Jim Lee's cover. It's good.
0: It's is not the, great. Uh, is this true adaption going to take place in the 1980s? It better.
1: <laughs> yeah, because that's what's
4: missing. <laughs> yeah. it, there's going to be a crossover about halfway in with Miami Vice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, it would be interesting to get a... Oh a watchmen-esque story but that takes place in modern day like that would be Honestly
1: like Trump sending the comedian in Manhattan into Syria would be interesting.
4: Like they w- that would actually be a little more true to the comics.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's true.
4: You know, I'd say if they made a modern Watchmen, it would be perfectly acceptable considering the president we have now.
2: Mm. Like every
4: everything would go down practically the same way. <laughs>
3: What what did you guys think about uh James Cameron talking about he's hoping people get Avengers fatigue? Uh,
1: I don't care. I don't care. I I didn't hear that, but
3: uh
1: oh. I don't care what he thinks.
3: Like James Cameron basically he's doing doing or did an interview and they were like, you know, ask him about comic book movies and such and he was just basically saying like oh it's like so many and he's like you know he's hoping people get avengers fatigue because there are other stories to tell basically uh so he's just like you know he's like it's too much enough already the other stories to tell meanwhile this guy is gearing up like he's already written and is producing four more avatar films and
4: that's why he wants Avengers fatigue So everybody can focus <laughs> yeah. on his crap
1: like, He he probably feels that Battle Angel Alita is going to make $3 And,
0: and his <laughs> new Terminator movie That he's working on
3: But I'm like How can yeah. you talk about There's two movies And you're getting ready to make Four additional movies To your franchise To
1: like, so his worst movie
3: Yeah that's probably true too uh-
4: and the best part about it is he's talking about fatigue and how there's there's too many of the movies without really thinking about the way comics work and how Marvel tries to make the movies yeah. follow and like a comic just be, pattern.
0: Just be thankful he never got around doing that Spider-Man movie from back in the days.
1: Look, I wish he would have. We would have had a good looking Venom. <laughs> Maybe. Somewhere between Abyss and Aliens, for venom would have been tight. Probably
4: would have better teeth than this one. Yeah. At least some gums. <laughs> <laughs> like, it looked like little candy canes sticking out of rubber.
2: Yeah. It looked like
1: the new Pennywise.
2: <laughs>
4: nah, it wasn't that feminine.
1: All right, Tiger clock. hit that funky music. I got to go to sleep.
2: All
3: right.
1: Unless you have something else, Larry. Sorry.
3: No, 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 no. I'm good. That's fine. So, Hell Heck, you called it today. We appreciate you, buddy. Why don't you give us some final thoughts?
4: Uh, I don't know. let go. Go watch it.
3: Good thought. Good thought. Uh, Tiger Claw. Final thought, buddy.
0: Uh, Infinity War opens this weekend. I hope you all go see it because it's probably going to destroy the box office.
4: Literally.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Word. Mm-hmm. Um, Mos Magnum. Final thought.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm gonna go see Avengers: Infinity War tomorrow. I'm not gonna say anything till next week.
2: For
3: <laughs> for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next. In the meantime, make sure that you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you go ahead and uh, hit us on Instagram. Make sure you join the Facebook group uh, until next week. Uh, Well, we'll be back next week. And until then, we're out.